Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, October 3rd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Coming to you once again from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny and gorgeous Louisville, Kentucky. Take accounting to a whole new level with UofL's Master's in Accounting and Analytics. In-depth data analytics courses allow you to achieve a new mastery of accounting in this AACSB-accredited program. 11-month competitive internship opportunities and full access, not just partial access, full access the Becker CPA exam review prepare you to graduate career ready in only 12 months. Visit business.louisville.edu to learn more. We're on the air today from 305 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the planet Earth. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey back with you on a Tuesday as we really ramp up what is going to be one of the biggest sports weeks of the year around here. Not just U of L, Kentucky going on the road, taking on number one Georgia. That's a big deal. UofL hosting number 10 Notre Dame. That's a huge deal. MLB playoffs going in full swing. These are the types of weeks that you dream about in those desert summer days where there's just no sports on besides MLB baseball, maybe the occasional World Cup, a little soccer tournament. We are scrounging. We are fiending for big-time sports. And the first week of October is here. A little Christmas in the air. It's still hot outside, but the Christmas in the air is there. Some of the leaves are changing. Halloween decorations are out. Playoff baseball is starting literally right now on ABC. The first game is going to be played. Trevor Kelsey is going to be distracted throughout today's show with the Blue Jays being uh, getting underway at 4.30. But you've got football in full swing, baseball in the playoffs, hockey getting started, NBA getting started, college basketball right around the bend. These are the days. And these are especially the days when your favorite team is still unbeaten, which is the case with all of us here today. Uh, whether you're a UK fan, hate listening, or a UofL fan, love listening. Both teams 5-0 and for the first time ever. Whew. It feels good to be diving fully into this week. It feels good to be where we are right now. Trevor Kelsey, how does it feel to be you on this Tuesday afternoon? These are the days that you remember. You know what? I, the, the song that I was coming to mind. Maniacs there for you. Remember that? Yeah. I do. Changed it a little bit. But. <laughs> the song that I remember, and I don't remember if it, I didn't sing it because I was like, I don't know if anybody else remembers the song. These are the times by Drew Hill. Do you remember that song? <laughs> These are the times we all wish for. The moments where less means so much more. This was Cisco before he was platinum haired. Uh, Drew Hill. I mean, I'm, I know Drew Hill. I, I Drew always... Hill, help me sing it. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
I mean, I think Drew Hill, though, I can't help but think of just, you know, somebody sleeping in my bed or, you know. It's the, that song sounded very similar, very similar to this one. Different messages. Didn't they all sound the same? <laughs> a little bit besides the, uh, uh, how deep is your love for me? Tell me what it's going to be. That was on the Rush Hour soundtrack. That was a jam. I don't remember that one. Oh, my God. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're going with 10,000 Maniacs on this one. Okay, that works. I'm good with that. Uh, anyways, how, how are you in this fine Tuesday afternoon? There was a good Billy Joel song, too, I'm trying to remember. Oh, This Is The Time. That's another good one. This the is question. the time to remember, because it will not last forever. These are the days to hold on to. Okay. Answer the question. How, oh, are, heard, how are you? It's I a very forgot. simple question. How are you? <laughs> I've already been distracted in the game. Any Good job. Yet. We're three minutes in. <laughs> uh, not too bad. Uh, other than that, I've got just, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's the Taco Bell. I ordered it one thirty in the morning. But it could be either one. That I, I just woke up with some heartburn. Like just I, I have been just like shoveling tums in my like. I woke up like two. Like I don't know what time it was. Like four or five this morning. And just like heartburn, so I just started eating some tums. And, I mean, I will, I'm, when I finally got out of bed today, I just like, pooped like a stock, a, a, a chalk, some chalk, like a stick of chalk out. I mean, I've been eating tums that. so much. Thanks for that. But yeah, other than that, I'm I'm good. I'm ready for this game. I'm ready for a game tonight or in 90 minutes. Nothing says success like ordering Taco Bell at 1:30 on a Monday. <laughs> That's when you know you Here, made it. Here's before I thought of who's the guy who's delivering Taco Bell at 1:30 on a Monday, like. A guy with a lot of questions about who you are and what you do. So, and I and I didn't get a whole lot. I just got, I mean, it was just a, a chalupa, a Mexican pizza, and a chili cheese burrito. So, I mean, again, what could cause the the heart the, the the indigestion? I have no idea. I think it's just stress from the Blue Jay game personally. One thirty in the morning on a Monday. So, I'm like placing this order because I look at like they don't close till two thirty. I'm like, okay. So, like, I place this order. And I just, the first thing I thought was like, because DoorDash, I, I assume that there's people just like hanging out in their car waiting to like get like their phone to go buzzing and tell them they have like something to go pick up. So like this guy's just like, like sitting in like a parking lot at one in the morning, like just kind of waiting for his DoorDash to buzz or maybe he's at home. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how DoorDash actually works technically. Okay. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> you asked me a question. I did, and I regretted it instantly. I was going to say, you can't sit and ask me a question and get an answer and then get all mad that I answered the question. You're right. You're, you're, you're not wrong. No, okay. Thank you. You're absolutely right. I, I get what I Where were these questions on the ACT? I'd have gotten more right. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I mean, like, if, if you work for DoorDash, I'd like to know. Like, do you just sit around, like, at 1 o'clock in the morning? Like, like do you, do you think he's sitting there, and he's like, it buzzes. He's like, oh, crap. Some fat pothead wants Taco Bell now. They think that you're either like a college stoner or maybe somebody who's working odd hours for their job, which is not true. You work, you work pretty normal hours. I'm none of these things. Well, you, you are a stoner. You're just not a young stoner, which is fine. So I, I did, but I did, I did tip like extra though. Is that, is, I mean, that, that's like. I think that's probably a, a good thing to do when you're asking someone to go to Taco Bell at 1.30 in the morning. Like the, on a Monday. Like I always, I always move up $1 on the, on the tip, like suggestion thing on there. And this one, and so this time I went up like $4 on it though. That's nice of you. Give me an even ten. That's well done. I'm still feeling the effects. It's worth it. But you can't see me again because we we're we're in separate rooms here. Ah, but the webcams supposedly are working. They're working, but they only show our, each other, right? They only like I, well, I can only see me. I love how Scoots texts me. It, it just literally at three o three, 
and says, we've got, we figured out how to get him to work on through zoom meeting that you can see each other. Okay. I'm just like, thank you for t- texting me at three Oh three with this. I'm going to say this. Like <laughs> I thought when we started doing this last week, when we first came back to the, the, the new old studio, the old new studio, I thought this was going to be a huge issue. It's gone a lot better than I thought it was like not being able to see you, not being able to react to you. I, I think maybe it's, it's made you interrupt less, <laughs> which, which is maybe a good thing. Probably, and that's a little bit to do with the fact that since I don't have you in here, I get distracted looking at other stuff. There's that too, which, yeah, that, that I have noticed you being a little bit more distracted, Ooh, I feel fun. like, <laughs> as, as we've done the shows in here. But I don't know, it's worked out, I thought this was going to be kind of a disaster and really, really hard. It's worked out better than I thought it was going to. So I, I did too. I mean, I think maybe we both are better not seeing each other. Maybe. Maybe that's the way it is. It's it, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Maybe we just need a little bit of time apart. We're we're, we're, like, we're like that really cheesy plotline in Hancock, where you know they 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 they're powerful, but when they get near each other, they lose their powers. Every twenty something relationship, you need a little bit of time apart. <laughs> it's the way it's going to work. Uh, but we are here. We we are ready to go. We want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. with all your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your topic ideas. That is the Thornton Sex Line. They are the the ones who bring you the refreshing rewards program. The best deals all football season long can be taken advantage of by downloading that bad boy and becoming a refreshing rewards program member. It'll save you money at the pump. It'll save you money inside. Anytime you stop into one of the area's 67,899 Thornton's locations, there's that many of them for a reason. They're good at what they do. Take advantage of all the deals from Thornton's and then text us at 502-414-1450. Uh, Fighting Northern Cardinals on Twitter, I don't know what this means, just responded to my show tweet text and said, TK and Van Halen are playing right now in the parking lot of Cardinal Stadium, in all caps, with a bunch of exclamation points. I don't know what that means. Well, first are of we all, the, I'm, I'm, are, feel, I'm feeling a lawsuit coming on on a band here. Right? Are they screaming the show over the sound system right now at Cardinal Stadium, getting ready for for Saturday? With the background of Van Halen playing? It's like the third down music. It's, it's, <laughs> instead, it's you talking about pooping chalk and ordering Taco Bell at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> Running with the Rutherford. It's going to really just, yeah. Notre Dame's going to be shaped. What if they accidentally played whatever clip that they're using right now, like on Saturday during the game? It's like, it's third down. It's like, I pooped straight chalk. <laughs> I tell you right now, I, I bet you Sam Hartman looks up and goes, what? The crowd's and like, they just get sacked. <laughs> the crowd's like, is this supposed to fire us up? Is pooping chalk some sort of euphemism? <laughs> Who orders Taco Bell at 1.30 a.m., huh? Bleeping bricks. Is that what, what's happening? No, this coach is like, I was going to send an 11th man out there, but I got distracted. <laughs> Who knows? I have no idea what's going on. Did you watch the uh, the, the Monday Night Football game at all last night, TK? <laughs> Did you? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> so if I said yes and just made stuff up, you would have no idea, right? I mean, I know the score. I know how it played out, okay. but I did not watch a single second of it. I actually sadly did watch like the first part of the game, like the first quarter-ish, maybe close to halftime. And then uh, after that, just kind of, yeah, got distracted. But because there was no like watching the game after that. I mean, I know, I guess from reading on Twitter, the highlights of the game after that were just the announcers making fun of the game that they're having to work, which I guess can always be entertaining in its own right. But uh, I mean, I covered Seattle won for me, so that's all I cared about. Yeah, same. I won the bet, won my fantasy game. Tyler Lockett did not have a good game. That's all I needed. That's all I cared about. So I was good there. That's all that matters, right? All that matters at all. Uh, I, I mean, did, and the Giants are officially just a dumpster fire, right? They, absolutely. I, mean, I, I said this yesterday. I was like, if you can't lead score on Seattle's defense in some way, I mean, you have to put up 30 points, but I don't know, maybe move the ball more than a field goal. 
I think I think it's safe to say the Daniel Jones experience experience may have been a uh, a one hit wonder last year with a utter fail. It's crazy because he was so good down the stretch last season. He was he big. wasn't really he was good. explosive. I mean, I he almost single handedly won me a fantasy championship because he was scoring like forty points a week for the last three weeks. And they were running with him, and you can only do that yeah, so much. He was, so. He, was uh, he was wild how good he was down the stretch, but he has been absolute dog bleep this, so far this year. And you're right. It sounds like I mean, you, you get the, his offensive coordinator yelling at him and throwing the little screen thing they have on the sidelines. I actually like their offense. That was the he, that's Mike Kafka. He was the quarterback coach. He was QB coach for years for Kansas City, and he's the one actually. Uh, I remember Kafka as a player. Yeah, he played for Northwestern. He was, a, he was an Andy Reid guy. Played and for the Eagles. Great career metamorphosis. And uh, and I he was the one actually. I thought that the Raiders should have hired instead of McDaniel's as coach when 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 they made that move. And he but instead he went to the Giants and had a good year last year. But he maybe should have bounced after one year because it might not help his resume now. Whew, he's a Northwestern boy as well. He is. Yeah, yeah. he played. Yeah, he was a. I mean, if you came up to the coaching staff, Andy Reid, odds are you probably played for Andy Reid at some point. He likes to keep his players close. There you go. Usually uh, it's the ones that weren't any good, though. So last night, I mean, the sports viewing was bad. I did, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the AC Network uh, spot. They referred to me as Mark on the, uh, <laughs> on, they didn't refer to me as Mark. They had me on the little bottom line the first time when I showed up as I Mark saw. Rutherford, which was great. You know it's a big game. When old Mark Rutherford's popping up on your TV talking some sports. So now it's official. Next time they have you on, you're going to let me get behind you in the window and do, like, goofy stuff, right? Sure. Why not? I mean, come on. They don't even call you by your real name. Well, they're still going to give them credit. They did. Well, I've been on twice now. They didn't screw up the first time. And I blame the whoever the production assistant was because Packer uh, and Taylor Tannenbaum were were complimentary. They knew my name. Ah, nice. you sure? I bet, I bet they did that as a prank. They had them to put your name on there. I think Mark. it's because I complained so much about the, the Jaden Thompson touchdown review from, from the ac was like we're gonna bleep with this guy i yeah. noticed you did close the blinds too because i i was at the my glare car. was bad well okay i would blame it on the glare because i was i was out in my car for a few minutes and i was a start driving away i was like it's right at 6 30 i drove by the window i didn't honk but i was like waving furiously wondering if the window was still open you just seen me now when they when i put up the facetime it, it was pretty obvious that the glare was pretty uh, bad so you, I, I would have had i wouldn't have been able to be seen anyway i had to shut it no so it was just like the, i've got the, we have the black the the blank wall with the black little soundboards behind us yeah it did kind of look like i was doing the spot from prison which i appreciated <laughs> which was nice uh but it was, it was that was fun that was cool it was a kids did not care about watching daddy on tv so they I don't think they, they saw it they were like no we want to watch it. virginia's fully back in the night before christmas phase it makes so, me feel bad i didn't watch it either well it doesn't make me feel better that's actually mean <laughs> i think all my other friends watched it they were very kind very I was here very supportive my mom said it was, well you could, could have dvr'd it well i was looking for my watch the replay <laughs> I was looking for that. Whatever, dude. I still got you and, and, and Master P show on my DVR, okay? Well, I think I do too, actually. Episode two coming any day now. So, I mean, I think I, I've got, I've got, I've got some love still over here. Once we get the YouTube cameras up, we'll be ready to go with. Uh, um, forgot the name of the show. Uh, the truth with, with Mark with, Rutherford show with, with Master P and Mark Rutherford coming <laughs> to your airwaves any day now. Episode two. Uh, but we've got uh, lots to get to today. MLB playoffs. I do want to talk briefly uh, about that before we dive fully into Louisville Notre Dame stuff. Because you have a team going. You have a team that's going to be playing during our show today. The Blue Jays will take on the Twins at 4.30 on ESPN. Rangers Rays underway right now on ABC, which is kind of cool. Uh, playoff baseball on a national network in the middle of the day. How, what, what's your comment? I, I feel like the, the Jays got a good draw here. The Twins are the best team you could ask for in the first round. Well, yeah. yeah. They're the weakest team in the AL playoffs. They get in because they won one of the weakest divisions in the history of baseball. 
What's your confidence level about the Jays maybe making a little bit of a run here, playing deep into this thing? Not 100% confident because Jays' pitching staff has not been exactly shut down. And when you get – one thing I've learned about Major League Baseball, if you get into the play, you can get in the playoffs with somewhat mediocre pitching and bad offense, but when you get into the playoff situation, the pitching is what prevails. Yep. And, uh, I mean, that's something the Yankees, I think, took like 30 years to learn. And Blue Jays are kind of learning it right now. They're trying to get pitchers. They just keep going after the big name every year, and it's just not the you know, right name. Um, but and the Blue and, the, and Minnesota's got a good pitching staff with with Ryan and, and Lopez and company. So I, I am I, my, I'm going to go about a I'm, I'm, about, I'm about a seven because I feel like our offense hopefully will be enough to, at least in this series to make up the difference. But when we get to Baltimore, it, it'll be a horse of a different color. I think you guys will win this series. I don't think you'll win in the divisional series. I'll win tonight. It's so it was weird though when I went on to bet it. I was so last night I was like I'm gonna put some money on Toronto because, you know, I'm a degenerate gambler and it's my favorite team, and so I went on there and it was like, Toronto's minus one and a half. Which if you go in any betting baseball game, every game the lines one and a mm. half. Um, and no. no runners usually seven or nine. Depending some of them. On, all right, it looks like today, the, all three of the games we have left, they'll have different lines. But. Well, they really do. Twins are, are minus one twenty five today. No, no, no. That's nope. that's the money line. I'm talking about the spread. That's I mean, oh, I don't see. A, there's no spread here. There's it's a one and a half usually one and a half runs. But that's that was my point. Which usually if you're you're favored, you're at a minus on the money line. But the Blue Jays are actually a one and a half point favorite, but they're plus one hundred on the money line. Hmm. So I was like, why take the spread when I'll just take I'll just take the money line. And just put a little C note on that, so you know, go 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 Blue Jays tonight. I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing the same thing now. Yeah, they're, they're plus one sixty four on the money line. Twins are minus one ninety eight on the money line. Are they went up now? I could have waited till the day and made that bet. It's crazy because the pitching. I mean, Gossman versus Lopez is not. No, that's that's our best. Mismatch. Gossman's our best yeah. guy. Yeah. Speaking of pitching matchups, uh, I don't know if you saw this. Diamondbacks, you know, they squeak in the playoffs. They probably don't deserve to be there, but whatever. But they are pitching tonight in game one. Brandon Fatt, who is a Trinity High School slash Bellarmine University yep. grad, who's, you know, didn't have not great numbers, but he pitched, he's been pitching better as the season has gone on. But kind of a cool moment for a local boy done good starting against Corbin Burns in the first game of the playoffs. One of the few kind guys cool to get thing. drafted in that 2020 draft. That's right. I mean, I they only had like four rounds, so almost every, nobody got drafted that year. And he, he I think he went in the third or fourth round, I think. I couldn't have been that much later. <laughs> no, <laughs> there wow. were only like five rounds. There was. Yeah, there was. <laughs> How much? Uh, let's go ahead and, and put our our picks on the line here. Who wins the World Series? Who do they beat? Who are you going with? Uh, I mean, I want to go with the Blue Jays so bad, but I know I can't. Um, I'll say out of the AL, it ends up being. I mean, how can you really kind of bet against them? I'll just say Houston again. No, you know what? I'm going Baltimore. Baltimore pulls off the Cinderella on this one. Baltimore. All right. All right. I mean, they did the best record I know, and Tampa seems to be one of the other ones right there with them. But I think Baltimore pulls it out. Used to be damned. Uh, in the National League, I'll go with uh, – last year you had your Cinderella in Philadelphia. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be crazy. You want to play? You want to be crazy today with Let's me? Get crazy. Let's get crazy. Let's get crazy, even though we're playing Minnesota and we're, we're booing uh, Prince today. We're going Baltimore and Milwaukee in the World Series. Oh, I don't like that. Ratings plummet. That'd be terrible. The ratings are flushed down the toilet. And somehow, it's amazingly that the Giants and Seahawks ratings might be better than one of these games. Uh, but that's what I'm going with. And Baltimore wins their first World Series since 83. Milwaukee becomes the second team to ever go to the World Series from two, both the AL and the NL. But they do not get victorious.
I would like, I mean, like you said, the national ratings for something like that would be bad. But those are two pretty proud baseball fan bases that have not had as much success as they would like over well, the years. Milwaukee zero, Baltimore well, yeah. one in the last 50 years or right. so. Right, I think they've won three overall, but yeah, they right. have not since 83, like you said. Uh, but it, their fan base is still of remain passion. They've been waiting for years like this. I don't think the Brewers have enough offense. I think the the Brewers Diamondback series is going to be just a bunch of like four one games, three two games, even with some bad pitching going for the D backs. Um, but I, I I think I think the AL will get a little crazy. I'm taking the Rays to make it out of there. Okay, make the World Series. They've I, made one before. I think that's going to happen. They've made a couple before, haven't they? No, they've only been to one, but they lost to the Philadelphia. Oh seven was the only time they made it. I believe. For some reason so. I thought they'd been twice. They've uh, been good, but they just you know because it was 08 was the the series against Philly. I remember that. Uh, no, you're right. They did make two. They lost in uh, 08, and then they lost in 2020. They right. Lost to the Dodgers. We yeah, forgot. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, I'm the going Mickey Mouse one, as you like to call them. I'm going a rematch of the Mickey Mouse World Series. I'm going Dodgers Rays. I'm going okay. Dodgers over the Rays. You know, so much was made last year about the Dodgers being historically good, and then losing in the short series. Like, you know, why? Ha- why are we still having five game series? Why? You know, we got to fix things. The Dodgers can like you know teams like the Dodgers can advance. I, I think they make good. They put to bed all that talk. Um right the wrongs of October's past and solidify themselves. Because there is a lot of talk about you know, the Dodgers. This has been their window. They've been so good for so long and have not capitalized outside of the Mickey Mouse Championship. I think they make good and they win a true legitimate World Series here, taking down the Rays. And what would be an entertaining series? I think both those teams are really good. The Rays don't have a lot of national appeal, but the Dodgers do. So No, the Rays don't have. I mean, can you, how many Rays? The closest thing to national appeal they have is they're one of their best players being wanted in, in his homeland for – Hitting <laughs> up any girl, hitting up high school girls. <laughs> you're not wrong. There's, I mean, can you name any name somebody else off Tampa Bay's roster? Even I mean, I mean, I can, but yeah, you're right, and I can too. But I mean, like, from, from a national perspective, that's Diaz. like their best story. Yeah, Shane McClellan, I think, is that still their ace, right? Randy Arozarena. Yeah, um, he's but, he's, a, he's good. He is good. Uh, Luke Rayleigh, but like, yeah, uh, Syria. But there are no. Syria, whatever the, his name is but you're right. There. there are no names on that team that really just like pop. Like the the, the average fan are going to really recognize. So yeah, it would be a. <laughs> it's, it's a good point. <laughs> the the most notable thing they have going right now is not exactly the. I mean, he's their best player. Why is he the best player? The Randy dude's pretty good. I always script his last name. Rosarena. Yeah, he's. They're both. They're probably like their best. I think he's their best. They're probably one anyway. Well, who, and then they got no. That's uh, I was gonna say the the first baseman. That's yes. the dude from uh, yeah, the, the guy they got from Houston. Yeah, he's very good. He's old too, though, right? Uh, Isn't he the old the veteran? Isn't he like the one that he's older? I mean, he's not like nearing retirement age, but I think he's like early thirties. He's thirty one. You're right. He's not as old as I thought he was. Yeah, but he's good. He, he's yeah. He's oh, Siri's on the forty man roster. He's he's good on the show. Jose Siri, the center fielder. There you go. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was like. Oh. You meant like this show. I was like, what are you talking about? No. Oh, the video game. <laughs> I forget that's how you get all your baseball knowledge. Is, is oh, yeah. Video game. Oh, yeah. That's how I memorize all the rosters. I mean, that's when I, when I play them. I get, that's how I memorize everybody's team's roster. That's a good way to make it happen. I mean, why do you think I've been so down on college football the last decade? Man, I remember like, that in Satterfield. Even with the Reds being out of the, the, the playoffs, which does suck and is a bummer considering how encouraging their season was and, and how for most of the year they were on the inside looking out. I do sort of get, regardless of if my favorite team is playing or not, I get nostalgic this time of the year. Because, like, I, you know, growing up, this is when I really honed in on baseball. I was a, I loved playing the sport. I was very into it. Like, the, I wasn't watching it every day in the summer. I would watch Braves games with my dad every now and then. But I wasn't living and dying with, like, like I did when I got a little bit older. But this, I remember, like, I have really fond memories of, like, 
the day games, getting out of school, my dad driving me to football practice and like listening to whatever game was being played on the radio. I remember there was the, the game where Scott Rowland hit two home runs for, I guess, the Cardinals in the playoffs. And it was the only two runs of the game. Like I, I don't know why it's just like that memory stands out. My dad would always eat apples and popcorn this time of the year. We'd watch football and baseball. It's just, it's just a fun time of the year. The, the weather's perfect. Everybody's getting back outside. Um, it's just it's fun. Scott Rowland with the We've Cardinals. That was like. Maybe it's maybe it's Philly Scott Rowland then. I was gonna say yeah, I, it was like I think it's Scott like Rowland. I think Blue Jays trading him to the Reds for Edmund Encarnacion. Well, that was a lot. Yeah, that was later. That was in like oh seven, yeah, oh eight. And then he made an error in the Giants series. It kind of cost. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it was, it was this was would have been Philly Scott Rowland. So because it was like yes, perspe- uh, 96, proud. 97. That's right. He was uh, best friends with one of my uh, brother's best friends from college. That's how I knew about Scott Rowland. And then little did I know he would come up to the Reds and, and terrorize me for years. The Cardinals. And then kind of terrorized me with the Reds. He was good with the Reds. I shouldn't say that. But oh, his no, that trade, that trade was me. a huge uh, catalyst to the Blue Jays winning the uh, fourteen and fifteen AOS East. We were very happy to help out a lot of teams. Thank you in the in the in the two thousands. Everybody got miraculously way better after they left Cincinnati. Team, teaming him with uh, Batista was was one of my favorite combos. Right yeah. up there with uh, Delgado and Sean Green. His left, yeah, he left the game with like the on a all time low with that great Reds team getting beaten twenty twelve against the Giants, but. Great career. He went to Hall of Fame, didn't he? He just just went to Hall of Fame. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Is, is Scott Rowland really a Hall of Famer, though? I mean, we I think we had this debate one time. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I, I I get picky when it comes to Hall of Fame. I really do. I know you do. Yeah, he got in. He was a sixth ballot Hall of Famer this year. Got seventy six point three percent of the vote. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, baseball's here. We'll move on. I know most people want to listen to us talk about U of L stuff. We will. They get a pitch for pitch count for me in an hour. That, you'll you'll be focused. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk a little Louisville-Notre Dame. We'll take some text on the Thornton's text line as well at 502-414-1450. I've got a question for TK and mm-hmm. for the listeners to start this segment coming up next. It's about Notre Dame and, and you know why we react to this game I hate them. the way that we do. We all hate them. Well, oh. We'll be right back here. Happy Tuesday to you. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1. Big X. System. Barry at BJ Heating and Cooling can help you choose the for life. Visit AllenElectrical.com. They'll never leave you in the dark. There must be some kind of way out of here. Say that joker to that thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. It's the standard. Welcome back in. Tuesday edition, Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450-961, the Big X. I'm solidarity, solidarity with TK. I just, uh, you know, I didn't realize how easy betting was. Cashed the last night on the, the Seahawks game. I just make it, hitting bets right and left. In solidarity with my producer, TK, I just bet on the Blue Jays. Money line. Taking them. Oh. Feeling good yeah. about it. Yeah, double C note down too. Say what? Drop a C note? No, I did like the profit boost, so just ten bucks. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to limit myself. I'm trying not to be. I don't That's how you go and you ease yourself in. Yeah, yeah. You don't want, you don't want to go in all like, like barreling in there. Just, you just ease in. Keep in mind now, I am also the guy who just picked the Rays to go to the World Series as they trail one nothing to the, the Rangers already in the uh, middle part of the ah, second inning. The Rangers. It's early. We we got plenty of time. We'll get it right. Rangers have never won a World Series either. Have they not? Nope, they've only been no. They've been to two, I guess. I yeah. say they've they've been to two. Yeah, they went to the the two with the under uh, what's his name, the third base coach for Moneyball, Ron Washington. That's right. That's all I was just thinking about ever since I said. Now I watch that movie. I think of how he coached the Rangers. He was a good coach. He was a good coach. I think he just loved something a little too much more and 
caused him, I think, to well, step aside. But not, he's not the only person. No, nah, I know. But he's he does have the best line in the entire movie of Moneyball, though. He, I mean, that 2011 World Series was also one of the better World Series of all time with the the David Freeze heroics. Uh, yeah, I remember that going yeah. nuts in that series. I was I was rooting for the Rangers because I hate the Cardinals, but no, who doesn't though? Really, it's gonna happen. But yeah, it was a good run. I, I, I for some reason I just my mind had remembered that they had won a World Series at some point during that like. 2007 to 2013. Who did they lose to the other? That's the Cardinals 11. Who did they lose to in 2010? They went to back to back. They lost to the, the Yankees. Giants. No, the Yankees. No, they lost no, no, to no, the, no, Giants. Not the Yankees. Yeah. The, 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 Giants. the Giants. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> this was in Halloween Town. Because they played the Yankees. Uh, I was thinking about the Yankees. Yeah, they beat them. Yeah. It uh, was, was a great series. But yeah, they, they lost because the Giants won in 2010 and 2012. Where is Ron Washington now? Is he like, coaching somewhere? Who cares? Well, I mean, some people care. Maybe his family cares. I don't care. <laughs> Let the record show I don't care where Ron Washington is right now. He's currently a Braves coach, which is probably why they're doing so well. Yeah, Braves are pretty good. He's a good coach, man. I don't know why people I mean, get the man in their job. He turned he, he turned he, he turned uh, what's his name into a first baseman. Hattieberg. Scott Hattieberg? Yeah. Another former Red. You teach him to play first base. It's easy, right? Tell him, Ron. It's incredibly hard. Okay. What about the fans? All right, let's turn we the make the fans play. That's one. enough. That's enough. We're moving on. Uh, Louisville football, the the spread has stayed the same for the last couple of days. Louisville's still a six and a half point underdog. I said this yesterday. I'll say it again. I want, I want that spread to get bumped up to a touchdown because Jeff Brom, all time as a head coach, has been a seven point or more home underdog twice, two and zero in those games. So let's make it three and zero. Let's go ahead and knock that up to seven. Uh, you know, bigger the underdog, the better in this situation. But the cards, definitely an underdog against Notre Dame. Is it, does it surprise you, before I get into my main question here, like Louisville's a bigger underdog right now than Duke was last week. I think that spread went off at five, uh, four and a half some five places. And a half. Five and a half other places, uh, right around there. So we are perceived to be a little bit weaker than Duke. And I guess that makes sense, given that Duke, you know, we, we'd seen them play Clemson. Well, Duke was also ranked 17th going into that game. Well, right? you know, rankings be damned. Like, this is all based off of analytical models. They, Ooh, my bad. Yeah, like they, you know, that's how again that's how Vegas makes that's how money lines are set. That's uh, you know it's why Ken, that's how they made them. I thought it was a free buffet in, in the Blue yeah, Man Group. That's, that's why Ken Palm's line is always the same as what Vegas opens up games at. But they, yeah, I guess they had more of a sample size playing Clemson. They played nobody besides them. But I think we're still a little bit of a mystery here at five and zero. Oh. I think I think the the nation, the odds makers, everybody associated with college football is interested to see how we fare against a quote unquote real opponent. Is that safe to say? Um. Yeah, I guess so. If, that, if that's their logic, I would just it just strikes me as a little bit surprising. Louisville, I, I think most would agree, has a much better, especially in big games, home field advantage than Duke does. Fair? I would like to hope so. I would think so. I, I, would, I mean, I mean, Duke's not necessarily known for its home field advantage. They had a nice crowd there, though. They but, did, but it but did you could also hear nice the Notre Dame fans. You could hear Notre Dame fans there, though, which was. Surprising a little bit, maybe. I did think it was it was notable that Marcus Freeman and multiple Notre Dame players afterwards said that the environment had an effect on them because I do think big game Louisville. It, you know, you can say what you will about Cardinal Stadium, Ellen Stadium, and Louisville fans when we're hosting. You know, if we're three and three and we're hosting a three and three South Florida team or whatever, you can you can talk about what the optics are of the stadium on TV and all that good stuff. For big games, our fans show up. This is an event town. Saturday's going to be an event. I would expect it to be loud. I would expect it to be intimidating. I would expect if they were affected by the crowd noise in Durham, that they're definitely going to be affected by the crowd noise here in Louisville 
on Saturday. Again, I'm not trying I to say that so. we're that this is you know Death Valley LSU at night, but it's like we can create a pretty hostile environment. I've seen it firsthand. We saw it Florida State a few years ago. We saw it. I mean, hell, Clemson handled it well in 2017, but that was a fantastic environment. 05 against West Virginia, 02 against Florida State. Like we can create an environment that does have a negative effect on the visitors when the game is big enough. And, and certainly this one is going to be a, a gigantic deal. So for that reason alone, and because of Louisville and Jeff Brom's success in games like this, I was a little bit surprised to see our spread at least not the same as what Notre Dame was facing against Duke last week. Because it's not like Duke, Notre Dame just went in there and blew the doors off Duke. It was a game that they you could argue they probably should have lost. Yeah, Duke controlled but probably a larger percentage, 75 to 80% of the game, you would say? Well, the second half. You know, they were down 13 nothing going into the second half. But, you know, the fact that they were in a position to win, they had Notre Dame dead to rights. They had a third and 12. They had the fourth and 16. It took a couple of just, I don't want to say flukish plays, but crazy plays for Notre Dame to get into a position to win that game. Duke had them on the ropes, and it was a it was a very, very close game. So, And Notre Dame won the same way that they you know, were about to win against Ohio State with just defense and grinding it out and not uh, a ton of explosive plays. I just think that it's, you know, Touchdown underdog, it's, it surprises me a little bit. I think maybe a little bit closer. I mean, I guess, like I said, I know you don't, uh, you you dismiss the rankings, but I mean, I, I think it, it shows a couple points. Like you said, to Purdue, or to Purdue, uh, Duke is, uh, I mean, a little, little bit more higher up in the mindset of most people. Like I said, 17th compared to 25th. So I can see where there's a few extra points being separated there. I guess. Plus, I like getting the more points just in case. No, no, I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm fine with Not that. Not that that matters because, you know, we're going to win outright anyway, so. I had a friend of mine, this is the question that I want to get to. I had a friend of mine texting me last night, and this is not somebody who grew up, he grew up in the area, but he's not Catholic, which is a rarity around so here. he's like me. You, exactly. He's like you, and this is why you're the perfect person to ask. Okay. He was kind of a diehard Louisville fan. Okay. But he was saying, you know. Well, I like this guy. He was saying, Notre Dame coming to town, it's a big game because they're number 10 in the country. They had national title aspirations, all that good stuff. But he's like, I don't get the whole added effect of it being Notre Dame. He's, you know, He said Wake Forest came in here as a top 10 team last year. Top 10 is top 10. Basically, then went on to say, I think the only reason why Louisville fans get so juiced up for these types of games against the Fighting Irish is because the Catholic community here is so strong and because Notre Dame means more to those people than it does to the, the the non-Catholic community. And I kind of was like, I don't think that's the case. I think it's more about just, like, Notre Dame is sort of Duke basketball, right? Even when they're down, they're, the, the brand is the brand. Yeah, I was going to say Yankees in a way, too, yeah, as for well. Sure. Where, where just they just they or if you're a Louisville fan, I mean, almost like a northern or northern version of Kentucky, like a football UK version, really, because neither one, you know, most of them won their stuff in the 40s and didn't do much afterwards. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could get, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe it's because he's younger, maybe close to me. He's probably close to your age, which isn't that much. He's a year younger than me. Yeah, it's not, that's only, what, six years younger than me. It's not that much. Like, I was going to say maybe he didn't, Notre Dame didn't have the aura that they did, but they did when you were growing up. They still had it to a degree. Maybe not as much in the 80s, you know, of annoyance in the early 90s as I got. But there's you know, still, no, like, the aura is still the aura. It's still there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, I don't know how he wouldn't, it's, I, I don't know how he wouldn't, like, understand the 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 beating of, of Notre Dame. I mean they're a football kind of I don't know a, a blue blood, I guess is the word. I mean they used, I mean, They are. I mean they are. I mean they, they, it's the second winningest program in, in the history of college yeah, football. I mean, and you, you can say like, well, you know, what have they done since? And I get that. But it's still 
it's it's Rudy. It's the Gipper. It's all. I was going to say, yeah. There, there's listen. Alabama's got a great tradition. How many movies does Alabama have named after him? Ain't got a one. Forrest Gump doesn't count. Forrest Gump does not. No, it does not count at all. He should have gone to Auburn anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love that movie to play for UAB. <laughs> Trent Dilfer just screaming his ass off at him. That would have been good, actually. <laughs> it just shows up. Uh, go Blazers. Law Tech. He plays with Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> He's like, go deep, Terry. <laughs> but the point is, like, I mean, Notre yeah, they have their own network deal, for God's sake. I mean, they've had it my entire life. And, and yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's Notre Dame. It's just, they've always, I mean, like, I mean, like to a degree, like, like Alabama, and like, you know, even Auburn somewhat. But Notre Dame's always going to be that kind of, like, on that pedestal, regardless whether they win or not. And they think they're there, whether they're winning or not. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you wouldn't grasp the the difference between number ten Wake Forest, who I'd already forgotten was ranked in the top ten when we beat them to begin with, and Wake and Notre Dame, who ranking or not. I mean, we, Notre Dame could come in at twenty fifth, and I'd get more like I guess pleasure out of beating in the twenty fifth ranked Notre Dame than I would a tenth ranked Wake Forest. Oh, same. I mean, when we beat them in twenty fourteen, they were reeling a little bit, and it still was a huge deal for everybody. Yeah, I was there. It's one of my you know one of my favorite games that I've ever attended. And I, I don't think it was, but I, I wanted to ask you because I'm biased here because I did grow up Catholic. But I was thinking, like, I don't, I would assume that most of my non Catholic fans would agree, friends would agree and say it's more just about them being the Duke basketball, the Yankees baseball, the, the and hey, cover your ears, like the Cowboys football. Like, <laughs> like, they are those teams. It doesn't matter if those teams go through dry spells, and Lord knows the Cowboys have gone through a dry spell for the last couple of decades. Oh, God. But they still, like, yeah. they have that cachet. That made me excited. They still, yeah. If the Yankees have, you know, they weren't good this year. Let's say they have six or seven more bad seasons in a row. They're still the Yankees, and people yeah. still want to show up to see them on the road. They still have the biggest sidewalk fan base in all of sports. That's Notre Dame. Lakers and the NBA. Lakers probably, you know, I'd say they're the closest. Bulls back in the day were, but it's well, NBA it's, matters on star power teams aren't as relevant yeah, in the NBA. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a, a different conversation. But the Lakers usually almost always have that star guy For on their sure. team, so that's why I threw him out there. But Notre Dame is the team that you know nationally people you know, again they they play their own games on NBC. They mm-hmm. they have the own deal. Like, there is just a when you see that gold helmet in person, it does strike you a little bit differently. So I, I think it's not just the fact that that you know, and, and also the the relative proximity that they're into us. I mean, I, I talked about this yesterday on the, the ACC network thing, you know, Notre Dame kind of like Ohio state, they have a, there's a different sentiment towards them around here because when, when I was growing up and probably if you're listening to this and you're, you're not like 15 years old, it was the same when you were growing up too. the best players in this area would typically go to Ohio state or go to Notre Dame. And, yeah, and, you, didn't, and you didn't really blame them. Like the, the, the big exceptions were, you know, Bush and, and, and the Brahms. Like, that was that was kind of it. It was very rare to get a guy. My poor Bush had Tony Driver going up there. Tony Driver, I mean, he went to Notre Dame. I remember, I remember that vividly. And and when it happened, you were like, well, you know, it's Notre Dame. What are you, you going to do? Like, a bummer. I hate it, but I also understand it. And so there was a, I think there's a definite, it gets you going a little bit more to play them now. It would, I mean, if Ohio State was coming in town this week and they were in the same exact situation that, that Notre Dame is in, I think the fans would still be just as amped up it, it's still just a big deal even though it's not a catholic university um so yeah i, I think it's i mean it, it's rudy for god's sake who hasn't watched rudy 15 times <laughs> i mean which is the bizarre thing because i love rudy but I, don't, I just don't like notre dame it's 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 it was what makes me unique and, and, and different from everyone else i and i don't know maybe it's just me i mean again you're and you're knowing like i said just just barely right behind me but like 
when I was kind of growing up, like it was just like you, you either if you were an Notre Dame fan, you hated Notre Dame. Right. There was like no in between. Like I don't know, maybe it's and because I grew up in the I don't want to say anti Catholic household, but in the non Catholic household. Like I remember like one of my favorite memories is when like tail I remember tailgating the UK game and like getting word that Northwestern was beating, you know, Notre Dame in ninety four. Oh like, yeah. Like we're just I mean, people are just scrambling to find different time, different era for those youngsters out there just scratching their heads while you just pick up your phone and watch it on that. You know, looking for someone, you usually had one or two people in a tailgate party that had like a TV and or had a bill to hook up a TV and we finally found something. I mean, you had like, I'm probably more people that stayed in the second half of the UK game, which I don't even remember they played, like surrounding this TV, like watching Notre Dame and, 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 and Northwestern, Northwestern beating. I mean, like, like, like the people come in the stadium are like, we'll be in a second. We'll be there in a minute. Auburn will be up by twenty one to nothing in, in any minute anyway. So I mean that's I mean that's one of my favorite memories and like it's just like I rooted against Notre Dame. What's my uncle so happy like watching Notre Dame get beat by Northwestern, which we had no idea Northwestern at that time was going to be that good. But it was a big, yeah, my brother went there. It was a big deal at the time. That was the ten and one. That was the Darnell Autry Rose Bowl team. So. They had already lost two. Their only loss. Yeah, my Ohio. So uh, that was I mean, and but you just I mean it was mind blowing. Like you Notre Dame yeah. didn't lose that game. It was the Northwestern. So, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Like, why didn't they lost the Navy a few years back? It still blows my mind a little bit. It's like that's something we'll probably never see again in our lifetimes. Yeah, I mean, to see it once. But that's just, no, that's the aura that Notre Dame has. Whether they're, you know, whether their best players being catfished and they're getting beat fifty-eight nothing in a bowl game. I mean, they're just always going to have that arrogance and that 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 swagger. And I mean, that's fine if you're a Notre Dame fan. But if you're not, then we hate you. People pay attention to what they do, regardless, and and that's the exactly. ultimate testimony of of you know where you stand. Uh, in the hierarchy of a sport, when they went four and eight a few years ago, all the four and eight jokes that were all over the internet, like they they lasted through the summer. Like people weren't just they love getting their their licks in when Notre Dame is bad, and when they're good, people, you know, the, the, the Notre Dame fan base, which is very large, goes nuts, and the people who hate them are are all upset about it. Uh, when they're bad, you beat them. You still brag when you beat. It's like when uh, Kentucky beat Alabama. Alabama's like right. five and six that year. I mean, we beat them in an overtime. I mean, one of our biggest games is beating a six and six Alabama team I, in a bowl game. We never bring that. We always talk. You beat Alabama. We you beat never Alabama bring up the record. In yeah. the Fiesta Bowl. The record's irrelevant. That's that's the mood. It doesn't matter what the record was. And if we win this game, and they go on to have a crap season, it's not. It's still not going to matter. It re- will remind me of. I mean, we beat Miami when they came in here in '06. Beat them to a pulp, thirty-one to seven. And that Miami team went on to be six and six. Nobody remembers that. Nobody cares about that. Nope. It was just, hey, Miami came in here. They were nationally ranked. Yep. We were trying to prove ourselves as a legit threat, and we beat them down after they stomped on our bird. Like that's, you know, that's that's the memory of the game. We don't care that they went on to play. I think like UNLV and the Las Vegas Bowl or some whatever Nevada, whoever it was. I remember watching it in Miami. When we were down there for the Orange Bowl. I'm like, damn, they they fell pretty far. Uh, but this will be because of us. We ruined their hope. We did. We tanked them. They'd already lost to FSU, and then we ruined Kyle Wright. Nate Harris just made him his, 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 his Kyle son. Wright. Kyle Wright came in here. I forgot about that dude. He's talking smack the entire week. That was one of the best game weeks of all time. We had like, Nate Harris going back and forth. Like Petrino had to finally put like a, a like a muzzle on the entire team. Like no more media. I was like waiting for our comedy to take some shots at their kicker. I was like, this is all we need. This is great. Uh, yeah, Kyle Wright called us a bunch of Miami rejects and all this stuff. It was it was a wonderful week. It would have been better. The, the game would have been great if uh, the the girlfriend at the time wasn't being a total pain in my rear that day. Oh. Sorry about that. Oh, it's fine. I just, I pretty much, we got in a fight, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to stay in this fight, and I'm going to go watch the game. It's great, girl. Start calm. I just turned off my phone, which didn't help, by the way, on Sunday. Now, this will be, so th- there have been, well, I'll let you guess first. Right. How many games do you think have occurred 
in the history of Cardinal Stadium where both teams have been ranked in the AP Top 25 poll? So since 98. Um, man, uh, seven? Five. I, I, knew, I mean, I, I, was, I thought it might have been over, over, over guessing my hand here. It's a rarity. How many do you think uh, you can name? Because we just mentioned one. Well, the blackout game. Blackout game against West Virginia in 06 is one. Yeah. The um, one we just talked about. I mean, I'm giving you a layup there. We're the, talking about the, uh, wait a minute, which one did we just talk about? The Miami game. Oh, yeah, yeah, Miami 06, game. 06, 31-7. Yeah. That was two. Um, uh, man. You should be able to get, I think, at least two of the other ones. No, because I get. I always forget which when we're ranked or not sometimes. You're going to give it to me. I'm not going to strain my brain right now. The 2016 game with Florida State coming in here at number two with Lamar oh, yeah. Jackson. That one, game day right. that one I should have gotten. Should have gotten that, that one. That was stupid, yeah. The very next year, College Game Day came back when Clemson, number three in the country, the reigning national champs, came in here and uh, kind of smoked us with Lamar Jackson in his last year here. And the one that I think is easy to forget. Was the blackout one like the most oldest one? The, the Miami game was, was earlier that year. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. The, the, the one that I think is easy to forget is the COVID year. Week two, we were nationally ranked, and we played Miami when they were number 17. And there was, like, no other football going on. College game day came here. They beat us down pretty That's big. the one where they, they threw bombs on us all day, right? Yeah, 47-34 was the final score. It felt like they were up by, like, yeah, 30. That's the like the Air game. Force game. I feel like we lost by 35 that game still. Yeah, it was that was uh, it was not great. But yeah, so, we have, so all of them have all been in, the la- in relatively recent history. I mean, I all mean, since I, we went a decade after 06. We, we had those two games that year, and then we went 10 years without having it happen. And then we had one in 2017 and one in 2020. So our overall record, our overall record is three and two in those games. We have not won one since uh, the Lamar FSU game, which it is kind of crazy to think that that was the only, I think, ranked win we had during the second Bobby Petrino era. Well, that wasn't that Petrino's kind of Knocked by UK fans, he can't win the big one. Can't win. He can beat a ranked team. He, yeah, I mean, he he won the but, big one a few times here in, in the first stint, namely the the. But the, his record versus games. ranked teams was, was his, kind of abysmal, wasn't it? It was bad. Yeah, it, 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 like the, the first time. Well, the first time it wasn't bad. The second time, I think it was like one in thirteen. We oh, we had a, Lord, a rough run that, against ranked yeah. opponents his second time here, uh, and that's well, even the first time wasn't wasn't great. What he had a losing record, I think, in the first run. Did he really have a losing record? I thought, yeah, I could. I mean, I think you get we had so few chances to play ranked teams. Back I mean, one of the few wins where I guess would have, well, we named two the blackout two game in Miami, yeah. That may be it. Well, I mean, technically, we beat Wake Forest in the bowl game when they were ranked. Okay. We beat Boise State in the bowl game when they were ranked in 04. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I'm thinking. I thought he had a losing record, though, still when, when, but I guess I'm maybe I'm mixing it with the the, the second 2.0. The second stint was, second stint was which was really bad. Yeah, but he lost like several in a row, and that was kind of the running joke. and. Yeah, 2004, that great team. The only ranked teams we played were Miami and Boise. And we won the the bowl game, lost the game to Miami. And I think that's like really like 03, we didn't play a ranked team, I don't think. No, no, I take it back. 03, we lost both of our ranked opponents. We lost to TCU. We lost to Miami, Ohio in the bowl game. Right there. Uh, 05, we. I don't know how. I know we lost to. So the only ranked team we played was the bowl game. We lost that one and four. And then 06, we beat the three ranked teams we played. So he went four and four against top 25. Okay, teams. so 500. No, no, no. We, we lost the Rutgers game. So four and five. So he did it well. So it was, but it was not as bad as I thought it was. But the second stint was one of. But then, but that's, but yeah, then you go four and five. Then you had the second stint. And you're looking at what, like five and eighteen? No, he only won one game. Oh, you're talking about overall? Yeah, yeah overall. Yeah. 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 It was. That's not. The yeah, record was not. Good. Not good at all. No. <laughs> Conversely, Jeff Brom, pretty good against ranked opponents mm-hmm. so far in his uh, his tenure. I mean, he won more games against top five teams in his stint at Purdue than we've ever won in the history of our program. So, 
And that continues on Saturday. Not top five, but the top ten. Well, Close enough. top twenty-five. If we expanded to top ten, I'm not the stat general. works. But but I mean, he does seem to get up for this moment, and I think Louisville teams. Can we get a good pregame speech today. Yeah, I mean, Louisville teams historically have gotten up for these types of games. Uh, we've seen it time and time before. I, you know, that's the thing when you think about the biggest home games in U of L history, and I do think that this one belongs on that list. I, I think the you know the 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 fact that Brahms here, the fact that we're five and zero, the fact that we're in this position for the first time in a long time, being nationally ranked and being unbeaten in the second month of the season, and the fact that it's a top ten Notre Dame team, it would be a little bit better if they were unbeaten and maybe ranked you know, number five, number six, wherever they would be if they'd won that Ohio State game. Be nice, but it's still a huge deal. Like this does rank right up there, I think, with the biggest home games that we've had in the modern era of the sport. And when you talk about those games, we've won a lot of them. Like the West Virginia game, won it. The the Florida State game with game day being in town for the first time, we won it. Now the Clemson game the next year was a big game as well. We did not win it. But O two Florida State coming here, number four in the country. We put a lot of emphasis on that game. We won it. A lot of times when we have these games and it's the one where it's like, hey, don't talk about it, don't talk about it, don't talk about it. And the week finally gets here, and it's like, thank God we can talk about it. We have success, and here's hoping that that trend continues this weekend. I wonder if that was the – I mean, and this is a kind of dick question. That's not for you. This is me thinking out loud because I love to do it. I wonder if that, the Florida State 2, was that our first win against a ranked team? No. Couldn't. I mean, no, there's no I, way. If not, if, I can't tell you if, if it's not the first, it's within the first three or four. I don't think that that's right. I mean, the media guy has Maybe all Maybe first of, top ten win, but possibly as well. Yeah, but. I can see that. I mean, I don't know. We just didn't beat a lot of. I mean, we can't, let's not forget. You know, we didn't play a lot of ranked teams, and when the few we did, and Snowberger did, he used to play like A and M and Tennessee, and they were smoking us. Yeah. Ohio, right. uh, I mean, Ohio State was ranked the year we almost beat them. You know, I'd love to bring that game up, but they we lost it unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, that's the code. I'd love to. Know, I'd like Kelly look that up for me. I mean, I'm you sure it's this. in the media guide. I can probably do it during the break. All right, will you do that for me then? You, All right. you play Kelly Dickey for me. You still got a few minutes though before the break. I do. I, we could the, the fifty two minutes actually. The 59 is just a boarding. Uh, how are you going to watch this Blue Jays game, by the way? Because we don't have TVs in here anymore. TVs? What are you, like 90? Well, I mean, how are you going to watch it like, while gonna, you're doing the show? I'm, I'm you're gonna, on the computer. Yeah, I'm going to log into ESPN. It's on ESPN, so I'm going to get into my Watch ESPN app on this computer, which I have my password saved from the other studio. And I'll just mute the volume and have it on the screen here. That's easy enough. Yeah, see? I, mean, I, I thought you had to like do stuff on the computer here for the show. Well, yeah, but I'm just ignoring that. That's what I thought. That's <laughs> that'll, that'll be that'll be ignored because Toronto's in the playoffs for only the third time in 22 years. God, has it been that long? I mean, since we, when we went back to back in 92, 93, we've been in the playoffs only in, in, since 93. We went in plus is our third. No, actually it's our fourth. I forget the, um, the, the 2020 year. So this will be our, this will be our fourth. Okay. Well, that's not terrible. Which, yeah, that it's was not that, great. Does that playoff really count though? I mean, 2020, yeah. It was, remember we talked about that was kind of a everyone got in. I do like how everyone has to do the stats where they, they go around that. It's like the, the, the longest normal playoff drought yeah. since like Reds fans have been doing that for a while because it's like 2020. But, we, but we, we won the AL East back-to-back in 15 and 16, or 14 and 15. All right, we can get out of here or now. 15 it's, 16, I forget now. Yeah. Four o'clock hours up next. We'll turn things over to you guys on the Thornton Sex Line. Hear what you have to say at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday here on 1450 and 96.1. Big X. Whoa!
Hour number two here. Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. I thought that was you saying Crosstown Traffic in the background. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Should have been. I was it's like, yeah, he's coming in good. I like that. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's tax line. We're going to take some text from you guys in just a second. But first, Trevor, I have the answers to all your UofL versus ranked opponents questions. Oh, right. Look at you. Usually you just tell me to go suck it. I usually do. <laughs> you just tell me to move on and just forget about what I asked. But okay, what, what you got for me there, buddy? The first time we ever played a ranked opponent was in 1991. So we, we went a long time without ever even playing a ranked opponent. I'm surprised at that because I mean, we played like Florida State and some other decent schools in, late, in, the, in, the, in Miami in the 80s. But. We had no ranked opponents before 1991. Our fir- our, the Florida State win that you were talking about in 02 was our fifth win okay. over a ranked opponent. Our first win over a ranked team was in 93. We beat Arizona State, who was number 23 in the country. Wow, that's sad. We played three ranked teams that, that was year. That was my first football game ever. Was it really? Yes. And I, I September eighteenth, nineteen ninety three. I didn't even I didn't get to a football game. My first two were Arizona State and the next week we played uh Texas. And I once had that game too. And uh that was that, those were my first two. I, yeah, I didn't go to a, a little football game until I was much older, yeah. It's kind of crazy. We played four ranked teams that season. None of them were Texas. <laughs> we played Arizona yeah. State. We, we blew beat, Texas out though, I remember. We right? did. We won that game. We uh, lost to West Virginia, 36-34. That was a great – that's one of the first games that I remember watching and being just devastated that we lost. We played number 7 Tennessee. They beat us pretty bad, 45-10. And then we played at Texas A&M, who beat us 42-7. So we played four ranked teams. We won one of them. That was the first year – hey, you know who did it? You know who was quarterback? Jeff Brom. Mm, yes, he was. Now, before you keep going, I just want to throw this out there. Because like, you, you, you have – even though you're younger than me, you have, you have a better memory than me at a younger age. I kind of want to play Tennessee again because I still feel like bitter. Like they they beat the the crap out of us a few they times did. in the night, and they and they broke Jeff's leg. They did they did that as well. So like I I would I wouldn't mind getting something with Tennessee here in the next few years when we can actually kind of get some revenge finally. No, I think it's a, 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 I totally agree. Okay, I We've didn't know if I was alone in that. Or, I feel like you had to be a certain age. Like if you're under like probably thirty, you probably don't have that same feeling like you and me would towards Tennessee. Well, it's a you know it's a relatively again close. Power football programs. It, it feels weird that we haven't played them more. Uh, we yeah, they beat us forty one ten in eighty seven, twenty eight to eleven in ninety one, and then forty five to ten in ninety three. Yeah, I, I would I would love to have Tennessee on the schedule. Yeah. yeah, they got a little rivalry with Kentucky going. I think it'd be fun to you know, to knock them around a little bit. That'd be good. So Arizona. So I wouldn't. I told you. I mean, I wasn't far off when I when I predicted our our first one. Yeah, Arizona State was the first one in ninety three. A year later, we beat NC State. Who was number eighteen? I would never. I don't remember that. In ninety four, in ninety six, our only ranked opponent was uh, we played Penn State and they beat us twenty four seven. In ninety seven, our only ranked opponent was number one Penn State, who beat us fifty seven to twenty one. Yeah, well, those were the yeah bad. Those were some bad. It was not great. Yeah, not great. those those were good. That was Penn State's national championship teams too. In two thousand, we went on the road and we knocked off a thirteenth ranked Southern Miss team, forty nine twenty eight. All we, I don't care if they're ranked or not. I love beating Southern Miss. And then in two thousand uh, in, in uh, two thousand one, we beat BYU in the Liberty Bowl when they were in oh. 2010. So those were our four ranked wins before beating number four Florida State in two thousand two. I know BYU was ranked in that bowl game. Yeah, I, I mean, I knew that they were Mountain West champions. I remember yeah. that was the well, that the was big the big was... way that they 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 framed the entire game was a champion conference champion versus a conference champion. And then because my I went with some UK fans, they're like, "Well, you're lucky their running back broke his leg, Luke Staley." I remember whatever. Shattered his because he brought he shattered his leg. I think the last game of their regular season. You weren't beating Stephon Lafors. <laughs> no, no, he had no chance anyway. It was Memphis. That's our hometown. Plus, we were bound to win one at least one of those Liberty Bowls. That was after we'd lost like three in a row. I think, right? 
Uh, two. Two in a row, yeah. Colorado, Colorado State and um, who was the other one we lost to? Well, I think that was just Colorado State. We beat. We won the no, next we went year. back to back. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we won the next year. But it, it felt like a lot because we went did, to Liberty yeah. Bowl like four times. Plus the Colorado State one was so cold and nasty and see some of these sap just running down our throat. And they had also, I think what people also remember is they'd beaten us in 2 as as well. Like they Remember they came in with Bradley Van Pelt. They, they were one of the two teams that beat us mm-hmm. before we won that game against Florida State. Oh, Colorado State. Yeah. They yeah. Beat, Kentucky beat, them, beat us. In the God, Bradley Van Pelt. Uh, Louisville all-time against ranked opponents, by the way, in case you're wondering. I am. 18 total wins. Okay. 61 total losses. And uh-huh. one tie. <laughs> Who's the tie? I don't know. That's actually a good question. Because, <laughs> t- I mean, you haven't had a tie in like since like the 90s, right? I mean, when was the last time a team got a tie? Let's see if I can find the tie. Yeah. Well, it can't be too hard to find. We have to just look through the... I, mean, I know. Uh, it, was, it was in 1950. Oh, so I, I was wrong with the first ranked opponent. I, I missed an entire page here. In 1950, we tied Miami of Florida 13-13. I knew he played them a bunch. And by the way, so I'm wrong about this. Our first win over a ranked opponent was in 1981. We beat Southern Miss, who was number nine, 13 to 10. I wonder if Southern Miss hates us. Yeah, but that was our only win before the the previously mentioned 1992 win over Arizona State. So okay. sorry about that. I missed a whole page of the, the media guide. <laughs> Southern Miss was ranked ninth. Nine is what I just said. I know. I'm just, okay. I'm just reiterating. I yeah. guess. But the t- yeah. The, I- so actually, the tie was our very first game against a ranked opponent ever on the road against number nine Miami in 1950. <laughs> we tied them 13-13. Hey, and top ten team, kind of crazy. We played both Pitt and Alabama in 1976, and Pitt was oh, number two Lord. and Bama was number 18. Yeah, I was gonna say Pitt. That was Mark May and Tony Dorsett, and that they won the national title that year. We played Bama in back to back years, actually uh, 76 and 77, both on the road. Neither went well. I'm, yeah. 24 to 3, not terrible. And then 55 to 6. A I mean, little bit worse. Yeah, that's, that's, I think I would guess that'd probably be like around Richard Todd years, maybe. Yeah. Not good. Speaking of going on the road, I promise, I know we're near the text line. Did you see the, that, that the, this should make you happy as a person who loves regional rivalries and teams playing each other? I do. The Indiana Kentucky deal got done. They're going to play basketball again. I saw that. I hadn't get to see the details of it. Um, I saw it on my timeline. Like, well, what caught my attention was somebody like posting the, um, the highlight, the you know, the Whoppers on the time. I'm like, it's not an anniversary of this. What, what what's going well, on they, here? They, they don't they don't need an anniversary. <laughs> like they just, they Come just on, do, they just do it's a Tuesday. Qu- it's like a quarterly anniversary. Like it's been six months. It's been three months. It's, been- it's the sixth day of official <laughs> practice. It's time to post the watch shot. Like it, a day that ends in Y. It's an anniversary of the watch shot. Now, but here are the here <laughs> are the details. That. Okay, and this is interesting. So Indiana Kentucky have finalized the deal. They're going to play a four year series. First year of the series is going to be 2025-26 season. I'm assuming all these games are going to be in December, but technically they could be in the second part of the year, so I'll say the whole season. 2025-26, they're going to play in Rupp Arena. 2026-27, they're going to play at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. 2027-28, they're going back to Rupp Arena. And then 28-29, they're playing their first and only game in Assembly Hall. So Indiana, wow, Indiana gave up Indiana a lot in this trade. Bends the knee a little bit here. They don't get the true home and home. Uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah, maybe they get. Uh, we'll we see which of these two is more is is you know wants to play the most. Yeah, is more manly. Yeah, I I wonder if they're going to get 100 percent of the gate from the Lucas Oil Stadium game. If it's 50 50, then it's a really bad deal for them, and they just they're so desperate to play UK. But the other thing is, the Assembly Hall game comes last. What are the odds that John Calipari is even coaching Kentucky, or even lets that game happen? Yeah, and yeah, they they could buy out of it at this point. So, you know, he did agree to. You know, he's 
Calipari did not want to play Gonzaga at the kennel last year. No. But then they agreed to a deal to play you know, this, this series with Gonzaga, and they're going to play there in 2027, and then they're going to play in, at, in Indiana in 2028. Like, he's probably going to be gone. But by the time they play either one of those games. So John Calipari just making these deals and leaving whoever's after him to foot the bill is kind of a baller move. I mean, I love it. He's just like, I guess it's the only way they could get him to finally sign the deal and make his, you know, have his, take his, instead of taking his ball and going home, he brought his ball back finally. Who do you, who looks worse than this? Is it Kentucky for not playing the true home and home or is it Indiana for agreeing to not play the true home and home? Because I have an opinion. Well, they play, they're, well, technically, I guess they are playing a home and home. There's, in sandwich. Lucas Oil Stadium is not their home stadium. But, but eventually they're playing a home and home. I mean, they're playing one game. <laughs> they're playing a home, home, and home. Hey, well, it's, it's, did, I think you named off four Rupp games in one Assembly Hall, right? Two Rupp games, two Rupp Assembly. It's okay. a four year deal. Two games are in Indiana. One's at Lucas Oil, one's at Assembly Hall. Ah, okay. Both games in Kentucky are at Rupp Arena. I guess when you were saying 25, 26, I was counting that as two games for some reason. No, it's the, it's the season. Yeah, that's why I was, you know, I get confused in those double year things. Um, I mean, I think I feel like Indiana's kind of. I mean, showed that they at least you know have more. They they were willing to give up something where to keep to get a rivalry back that needs to be here. Where Kentucky was just still being stubborn and didn't want to didn't want to do anything. So you give Indiana credit, you take a shot at UK. Uh, on every day of the week, I think it's kind of a weak look for Indiana. I mean, if you're, I mean, it's, I, I mean, know they really show want... like, like a backbone is what you're saying. Well, yeah, it also shows that you're not the you know. Indiana wants to flex and be like, we're on Kentucky's level. We're a blue blood, too. We're right up there. You know, Five national titles, all this stuff. Best team of the 80s. Undefeated, last undefeated team. If you're the one that's willing to give a little bit and not get two true home games, you're the one that thinks that's more desperate to play because you're on a lower plane. Well, may, or or let's look at it this way. In that same perspective, you go get and says, Indiana goes, listen, we're not scared like you are. We, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't make excuses like, oh, our lives were in danger because we, we – we, our fans stormed the court. It's oh. prone form. It was this. <laughs> on the floor. I mean, so if you you can look at Indiana being more the the stronger of the two, saying, listen, we don't need it. You don't want to give us a home. You only want to give us one home game. We'll give you two. Well, why not just play four games at Rupp Arena? Well, because we're not stupid. Well. Just, <laughs> just, just, despite what you may or may not think about the state. <laughs> I mean, look, Louisville signed a deal with Indiana. They weren't playing Two home games here and just one game there. Then basketball or football? Well, both. Yeah. But, but neither one. It was a, it was equal across the board. We're playing. I mean, this is kind of like the the Louisville Western Kentucky deal. It's it's actually the exact same thing as the the Louisville West Kentucky deal, where we play the two games at the KFC Yum Center. We play one game at Diddle Arena, and then the the the, the fourth game I think is played at. What was I think that? it is actually at Lucas Oil. I thought it was. I thought it was like the Bridgeport or the basketball arena down there. Maybe that's what it is. Is yeah. that a technically neutral site? Yeah, but I think they did that, and they did that with football as well. With what I think Western, like but in Nashville. Yeah, and I think they do that though, just for money reasons, because you can split the gate and probably make still more money than you would hosting the game at. at well, yeah, but again, like we're the team in the in the, in the position of power here, and we're not going to play. And that's for Western now. Indiana. That, that shouldn't matter for Indiana though. For it Western, shouldn't for Indiana. I get that. Like we're like we'll give up a home game to play in Nashville because. We're gonna make more money off our gate, and that—that that, I mean, if you're Western, you need the more money. That makes sense. Exactly. Indiana, you're right. It does, you know, it doesn't make sense. you don't need the money. You shouldn't have to need the money. You should. They're just the saying money. they're so desperate to play. Like, yeah, we'll do, we'll do whatever. I mean, kind of, yeah. But, but does does that make them weak, or does that make them saying, listen, we're willing to give up if you if you can't swallow your pride and and be quit being scared of us, then we'll we'll give we'll give you the advantage just to play the game. 
and then we'll beat you no matter where. And Kentucky's like, cool. We'll take the two home games. If they done if, deal. If, if they if they go through with it all. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just. I think we can, in past experience, recently especially, we can not trust Indiana sometimes to go through with what they promise. It's a it's a sign of the pecking order, and UK's top dog there. There's there's no question about it. Now, I mean, what if now? Here's the thing, though: if Indiana goes in a rut and wins that first game, does Kentucky just bow out of the whole series? That'll be great. What if Indiana storms well, the Florida Rupp Arena? The Indiana oh, fans that go to awesome. Lexington, they just they, they storm the road. Oh Florida. my lord! <laughs> what if what if UK lost on a buzzer beater in their first game against Indiana? Matt Jones' head explodes on national television. Our first regular season game, I should say. I, I'm aware that they won the Sweet 16 game. Which no, no Indiana cares. fans don't seem no to be aware. No one cares about that game. <laughs> it's, it's all about. The, everyone knows that games in December matter more than the games in March. That's what the sport's based on. December madness. It's what we talk about. Uh, but I, I just thought that was uh, first of all, I'm surprised that the deal got done. Second of all, I'm surprised. I that am too. Indiana, which tries to do the whole, I mean, they're right behind Kentucky in terms of tradition, and you know, in 49 states is just basketball and all this stuff. I'm I'm very surprised that they gave up any sort of power here in a deal with Kentucky, a program that they feel rightly or wrongly, and the answer is wrongly, that they are on the same level. With. I'm surprised they at least didn't like for, try to force Kentucky's hand into doing like. Rupp assembly and then then uh, 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 Lucas Oil and then maybe like Freedom Hall or something. Exactly. Yeah. Make it make it equal. But Kentucky clearly wanted to. You know, we'll do this, but we want to make sure that you know that we're top dog. Maybe Freedom Hall with Bellerman is the availability is a little tougher now. Plus, I mean, really Freedom Hall. I mean, you're talking. That's I mean, it's smaller. I mean, you're not. You get more people at Rupp anyway. I'm mean, about it. They used to always play. You know, when they played the one game, they, they used to. They yeah. would play at Freedom Hall, and it well, was, they, I don't think they always played. But they a did lot of years, them, yeah, yeah. A lot of times they played that game at Freedom Hall. The famous Mike Davis game was there. Uh, I remember that, and that, you know, that's you think. Well, it's in Kentucky. It's more of a UK. Well, you have a lot of fans right across the bridge from Louisville, so it was the perfect spot for that game we to play. Mike Davis beating them with uh, UAB and and Freedom Hall as well. That did happen too. That was uh, with uh, Robert Robert Beta's and Baden, Baden, yeah. who ended up going to Indiana. Yeah, I, I thought he was well, he the other Indiana way around. Yeah, I think, right. I think you followed him, yeah. You're right. Yeah. All right, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sacks line. We'll take some text from you guys. You got a decent amount of text, text going today? We do. What's going on on Twitter? Let's, you, you read some text. I'm going to see what's going on on Twitter. Texter says, as a, he's trying to answer your question here, as a former DoorDash driver, okay. usually you have a new order before you finish dropping off your current order. If nothing is available around you, it'll offer you to it'll offer to take you somewhere out of your designated range if you want to keep working and not just sit around. Okay. I've always been kind of curious how that does work. Because I don't do door. I mean, honestly, I probably should. I could probably be good. I mean, DoorDash is like right up my alley, right? Yeah, you'd be great at it. As long as I don't have to go into the restaurant to pick up the food. Well, right? I think you have to do that. Well, I just want to do drive throughs then. That's part of the deal. You have to go in. You have the deal wait. They have well, the then, and I got to get out of the car and walk it up to the. No, no, no. This is, just, this is all out of hand. It's no two more. trips out of the car for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Sorry. Didn't think that one through. <laughs> That was a short career. <laughs> I know it's like because I think it works. I'm assuming it works the same way that that Uber works. I've had Uber drivers explain it to me where it's and I don't know yeah, how you, Uber. I you're in your car, you have the app on your phone, and it'll pop up and it'll be like, like Michael's requesting a ride and he's a mile and a half away, and you have like 30 seconds to accept it or not, and like that's when if you accept it, like you're in, you're locked in, and then once you're done, a new one will pop up. But DoorDash are saying you get a new one that'll pop up while you're on your current. Drive. I have had I had it change one time on me like it said like so and so was bringing my like on their way to get the dad uh, to pick it up and then I, like I went back and looked at it a second later and it was it, the name had changed hmm. like I guess they just passed me off or something and we don't get Uber in this in this radio show we're a, we're a taxi cab show 
No, we're not. Uber sucks. Uber Uber can go to hell. I can't remember the last time I was in like a normal cab. Which I is mean, sad. Back in the day, I was always cabbing. I was. I. I mean, I. Well, not. I mean, how did you ever get a cab that showed up? Yeah. Louisville, Louisville was notoriously known for its bad cabs. I, mean, I would just get. I'm talking about like just going, oh. leaving the bars and getting into cabs. I ordered a cab one time. I Me and my buddy did over. It was like one in the morning. We ordered a cab. He showed up at like five thirty. Sounds about right. <laughs> we had already passed out. We're like, what? When, <laughs> when Mary and I, so, so I, I've said this before. Mary and I, we broke up for a brief period in our. It was actually not a brief period. It was like it was like a year and a half in our twenties. You were on a break. We were on a break. It was like the best thing that that ever happened to us. It was, it was great. All, all absence does make the heart grow fonder. All that I stuff. Agree. But when we first got back together, one of the first times we like gone out to bars with friends together, we. We got a cab. They used to have all the lines outside of the bars in St. Matthews. And it was like me, her, and her sister, and a couple other people that were going back to her house. And then <laughs> I get in, the cab driver's like, Mike! <laughs> and they were like, they're like, oh, are you a big U of L fan or something? He was like, no. He's like, I just love this guy. I was like, I had no recollection of ever. <laughs> I guess I'd had like three heart to hearts with this like coming drunkenly home from the bar and like the preceding months, like just just hammered from the bar. Just did not remember the guy at all. Yeah, such an invitation to his wedding and everything. He's like, Mike. They're like, big U of L fan. He's like, no, I just know him. And I was like, oh God. I'm like, this is. This is what I've been doing since we since we've been away. Do you have any idea what that guy's name was? No, no clue. You're so mean. It was. I mean, I just. I I, I remember. I'm sure I had like a drunken heart to heart with him, like getting Mo- dr- oh, driven yeah. over the bar I probably mean, yeah. multiple times. Uh, but yeah, did not did not rec- did not remember. <laughs> Texture says the song uh, song filling of the day. I guess it was back when we were singing songs at the beginning, and I was singing Drew Hill, and you were singing Van Halen or whatever you were singing. Oh yeah, it was a uh, damn. It feels good to be a gangster. It does feel it good, good to be gangster. Five and zero oh gangster. I was singing Billy Joel, not Van Halen. Billy Joel. Yeah. Texas says, "Did Trevor get the Kafka reference?" No, absolutely not. What uh, was there? What, what do you mean, Kafka? There's Mike Kafka. What are you talking about reference? What reference? Kafka was a uh, very famous uh, novelist, and I made a reference to Metamorphosis. I'm novice. He's a quarterback. Yeah, I know. Both. He was both. He was both. Well, that dude's pretty talented. He could probably quit the Giants. Northwestern guys are pretty smart, Trev. They are. I know. They're the lawyers. Texture says, how is Duke still ranked ahead of us with their home loss last weekend? They lost to a team that was ranked in the top 10. You're not going to fall too far from that, especially the way they lost. I don't hate it. It's fine. They've got a, a, a win over a good Clemson team that looked good last week against Syracuse. Um, I'm fine with that. If it, Look, if we beat Notre Dame this weekend, I think we'll probably jump ahead of Depending on what Duke does, who's Duke playing one of this week? They've got because they play a couple of, of good games before they play us. Um, no, they play Florida State before they play us. Right, they play. They play somebody. They're Boston, off this. They're okay. off this week. They play NC State next week. Okay, and then so Florida, they're on by. But then they go. Yeah, FSU on the, on the road at Florida State and on the road to us. So, yeah. But I think if we beat Notre Dame, if we're undefeated, I mean, we'll definitely jump Duke. Like, like we'll move up probably six, seven spots because. One, we won't have any losses. Two, we will have beaten the only team that has beaten Duke, and they beat them on their home field. So that would be it'd be silly for us to be ranked behind. I kinda, kinda Keep wish winning; it'll all take care of itself. This is taking like a uh, a, a little like like we did the year we did uh, our blackout game kind of tenure, where maybe Duke could beat uh, Notre Dame, and then they get pumped. They go on the road and they they beat Florida State, and they're all excited. Then they come to us and lose like we did against Rutgers. Could be, yeah. I mean, that would be. I, I mean, look. That game, assuming Duke doesn't slip up against NC State next week, that game against us on October 28th is going to be a huge deal as far as the ACC race is concerned. Like yeah. it's going to be, I think you would say, if they let's say they lose to Florida State, obviously if they beat Florida State, we're both going to be 
undefeated going to that game if we take care of business against Pitt. And it will the, the whole storyline will be the winners in the driver's seat. They control their own destiny going to the championship game. Even if they lose that game to FSU, I think the, the narrative will be you know, they've still got a shot, just one loss. They're looking for the rematch against Florida State. And for us, it's, you know, control your own destiny with a win. Keep going. Keep rocking. And then, you know, we'll look ahead to potentially a winner-take-all game against Miami at the end of the regular season. I mean, that's going to be – that Duke game is going to be a huge deal. I know we're all focused on Notre Dame right now. But in terms of, like, the conference race, conference pecking order, uh, you know, preference for, for bowl games, that Duke game is going to be really, really oh, yeah. important. I mean, Miami hasn't even played a conference game yet. Have they really not? I just looked it up. Yeah, they're 4-0 over, overall, but they're, they haven't yet to play a conference game. We've played three, and they've played none. Yeah, I mean, Florida State's played four. That's bizarre. How they not play? Who are they beating? They beat Miami, Ohio, A and M, Bethlehem, Cook, and Temple. Yeah, they their I guess their whole out of conference schedule was their start their first four games. Interesting. Very That's interesting. weird scheduling, but okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I assume that they're going to do well in the ACC, but maybe they won't. I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll find out soon. They, not, maybe not Georgia Tech, but uh, on the 14th they play at North Carolina, and they play both. I know they both they play both Clemson and FSU this year. So they, they will. Do, yeah. If they look, if they're unbeaten by the time they get to play us in the. Last conference game, they will have earned it for sure. I love what was it with everyone have to play Florida State before they play us this year? Duke, Duke and Miami both play at Florida State before they play. I us. like the schedule, I like that too. I don't I, know. I finally got a bone thrown to us by the ACC well, folks. The, yeah, well, they'll, trust me, they'll take that away with a heartbeat. Mark Rutherford, <laughs> Mark <laughs> Texter says, You know, the podcast when I tweeted out, it's gonna say Mark Rutherford show, right? Do it, yeah, you know, the it. last time you did it with Mark Weatherford, my Mike Weatherford. Mike Weatherford. The last, I think some people got it, but a lot of people were like, Oh, Trevor, what an idiot! Yeah, like, yeah nice typo, just did not get the ref, the intro <laughs> reference. Yeah, they were like, What an absolute moron. Dugan wanted me to play nothing but Marky Mark and the Funky Brunch today. I was like, But I only know one song, which actually could be entertaining. Just, yeah, just do just it for play every the same song every break. <laughs> I'm fine with that. By the time we get to that five o'clock guy, you'd be. Uh, I hate that three nipple. <laughs> Take the song off. <laughs> <laughs> Texture says, as far as the Notre Dame aura, I think it's mainly the brand, but Catholics definitely follow Notre Dame more than non-Catholics. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's not like Notre Dame's the only Catholic school. You know, Boston College is Catholic too. Yeah, but they suck. <laughs> I'm just, I just don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you can be like, oh, because I'm Catholic, I love Notre Dame. Like, you can't just say that. There's like dozens of Catholic schools. Notre Dame does seem to have more of a claim on Jesus than, than, other, than some of the other Catholic schools. They act like they're more religious than Boston College. I mean... Is it just because they have the gigantic Jesus behind their football I stadium? Yes. I mean, who, Is that what they think? Who would be the second most popular Catholic school in college football? Um, It'd be in college football because most Catholic schools don't play college basketball. You, you mean they, play, they do play college basketball? Well, not all. A, major, a lot of them don't, don't they? I mean, most of them. They're way more college basketball schools that are Catholic than football. I think oh. there are, I legit think there are only two FBS programs that are, are Catholic schools. But, I mean, half the Big East schools are, are Catholic. Yeah, but Mar- those, and the others don't play football. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Marquette, Nova, yeah. all those schools. Um, I think BC and Notre Dame are the only two FBS schools that are Catholic. No way. I'm pretty sure. No, there's got to be another one. You know Ohio Catholic? Ohio is not Catholic. Are you sure? I'm, I'm positive. Why I'm randomly pulling Ohio out my rear Ohio end? Ohio University is not a Catholic I mean, school. <laughs> One of the best places in the world to go for Halloween, though. Did you know that? No, I didn't. It's on, check the list. It's on there. Are you sure they're not Catholic? I'm positive they're not Catholic. <laughs> like Georgetown, Duquesne, Fordham. Holy Georgetown's Cross. Catholic? Georgetown's a Catholic school. I didn't know that. Um, Nova. I think I've already mentioned them. Marquette. Yeah. The, 
don't I, I I legit think let me look it up. I, I think the only FBS schools that are Catholic are, are Notre Dame and Boston College. So the answer to your question is Boston College. Dude, that's the only other one? Yeah. Well no wonder you all like all like Notre Dame. <laughs> A lot of Georgetown football fans out there. I can't but yeah, I, I, yeah, those are the only two. That's insane. Only two. I mean, even when you start talking to even Division One, uh, the D two, the whatever they call it, FCS. Yeah, there's only maybe like a dozen of those too. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Dayton. I'm looking Dayton. Duquesne, Duquesne, yep. Yeah, there's there's about yeah about Incarnate that. Word, which I would not have known was Catholic. I just figured it was like I honestly did not know it was Catholic. Merrimack. 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 Great basketball program. I mean, yeah, it's that's wow. How? I, I mean, I knew it was few, but I didn't know there was only two. DePaul used to be have a football program. When's the last time DePaul had football? Uh, 1939. I think I would have had a better guess with Ohio. Well, letting you know right now, Ohio, not a Catholic school. Dayton is. I know. They're technically a Marianist school, but they are Catholic. A what school? Marianist. That's the puppets, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. The, the guys that do the puppets, that's what they're called, the Marians? Marianists. Uh, okay. Mary, Marianist is also the same school as, same uh, type of school as Chaminade. Dayton and Chaminade are sister schools. Little the one fact. in Hawaii? Yeah. Okay. Little, little no, the, the, the one in Ohio. <laughs> Dexter says the Notre Dame football history is what makes it such a big game. The Catholic aspect adds to it, but not nearly as much as their football tradition. It would be a huge game with or without the Catholic connection. That's sort of what I thought. I was I would have leaned more towards tradition as well, but, yeah, I mean, clearly your options for Catholic schools are slim to none anyway, so. Texas says, going back to yesterday, if we're undefeated when we play Kentucky, you should get Marty Polio to go full body paint with you two. I mean, anybody will. Marty's in. I say we do like a, a, a body paint march. Like anybody wants to come, you, you, you're more welcome to show up, but you have to. You can only be wearing underwear and you must be fully painted. We, we'll do it the same time as the Josh Hurd run before the game. Like <laughs> yeah. all, the, all the fit people are running. Like all these fat people are just painting up with us, <laughs> eating donuts. I mean, now we'll have to figure out at some point what we're going to paint ourselves. Red. Like, well, I mean, just rev. No, I want like I'm, I want like like I'm gonna get like go get one of those guys that used to do like the spray the spray shirts down on like in Gulf Shores, like the like the people who do like the real good graffiti art. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you want to get a street artist to, to body paint? I am one street artist to body paint. Yes. We can find one. But I mean, there's got to be a street artist who listens to the show. I mean, we get like a card. We get the cardinal logo. Like, can you imagine like the the Heisman logo like wrapped around my body or at least on my front? I can. I don't want to. <laughs> can you picture that? Picture it for me, Mike. Please make it. It's the second day in a row you've made me. <laughs> Yesterday was me getting out of the shower with a zest towel, which we all know is bull because I always air dry anyway. God. Uh, the, the, when, we were, when we got married, when we flew to our honeymoon, the people that got off the plane directly in front of us had one of those like boardwalk spray-painted shirts <laughs> that had like just married and the date on it. I was like, why didn't we get one? Uh, and I was like, if you say something to these people and try to become friends, I will, I'll divorce you so fast. Did you ever have, how many, did you get your body to get into the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the screen print shirts or whatever they're called? I don't know what they're, what, what yeah, we're, we're, we're both missing the word. I can't think about it. What is the word we're looking for? Yeah. It's something. Like they that. were popular in the nineties. Like you go and like, and like I said, golf stores where I think about it. Cause I, I feel like we went to golf stores as a family, like, Three or four years in a row, and every year I would get one of those. No, I. <laughs> I had I had one that was made with like the Sonics logo on it. <laughs> for, for, and for the record, I mean, you, well, you couldn't find much Sonics. I was I liked the Sonics at the time because I that was when they started like it was early like eighty nine ninety ish, 
and like you couldn't get a lot of Sonic Airbrush. Gear. Airbrush. That's one. Yeah, I was gonna drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't get you couldn't find Sonic gear in Louisville, so and you didn't have the internet, so I had an, I had an Airbrush Sonic shirt made. Yeah, they I had, think I still have it. They had an Airbrush like seven, sixteen, eight, sixteen, fourteen, just married shirt, and I was like, if you say hi to these people and we have to hang out with them, I'm going to. Kill I had a girl you. give me an Airbrush shirt with our picture on it. With <laughs> if you still have it, I'll pay you twenty dollars to take a picture in it. Only twenty? First of all, I probably 50. do it. I probably still have it somewhere. I don't throw anything away. I'm bad. I mean, I have three dressers at my house. They're just full of like old shirts and stuff. It's probably in one of those drawers. Mary gives me <laughs> so much crap about how much how many t-shirts I have. I'm oh, like, I'm, I'm. I think it's a guy thing. Like, like all my friends are in the same boat. Like, I was folding laundry last night, and she's like, "Do you see all the?" T-? She's like, "This isn't even all your t-shirts." I'm like, "No, it's like a third of them." What do you want me to say? I've I don't want to throw away any t-shirts. They're they're. They're golden. I've got like an old Riverbats t-shirt. I don't want to throw oh, I was, I mean, one time I did go through one of my drawers and I found like, you know, it was like 2001 Conference USA title shirt. Yeah. Those, those are, you know. I've got a drawer that has. That, collector's that, item. That is, I mean, nothing but like 90s Tasmanian Devil and Eagles Eagles gear, like the line of clothing that was popular in the 90s at one point. At least, like no one man should have so many Looney Tunes Eagles shirts than I do. Who would throw those away though? Yeah. Who would throw? I've got a shirt from the original Governor's Cup, the 94 Governor's Cup. It's a collector's item. And, I mean, now, does it fit me or probably anyone I know? No. That was going to be my question. I've seen pictures of you in the 90s. You were, you were smaller. Yeah, but even, thing, the sad thing was, even in the 90s, like, a 2X was still sometimes, like, playing, like, Russian roulette with me. But I'd always still buy them because I always just wanted the shirt. Like, when we went to the Final Four, it was it, it, the the, um, the the St. Louis Final Four. Like, I, 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 went, I went, like, Buck wild on t-shirts. I got. I bought a couple too. And the sad thing is, is that even when we went in thirteen, I went. I went wild on t-shirts, and I was buying. I mean, most of them, I've, I don't think I've ever been able to wear. Like I just, but I wanted the shirt, just, just as a memory, just, just have as a memory. Like, cause yeah, I'm With- aware of how much I smoke, and I'll probably end up forgetting stuff. <laughs> all right. For example, one of the shirts has all the jersey numbers on it. <laughs> the game was played on. <laughs> just it spells out exactly what took place. Quick update here on the MLB playoffs. Trevor's going to be distracted for the last next hour and a half as the Blue Jays are about to get underway yep, in Minnesota against the Twins. Rangers lead the Rays 2 nothing. The Rays, right after I picked them to go to the World Series, have made three errors in the game's first <laughs> four and a half innings. So that feels good. I don't pick us. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break. Oh, I've already bet on it. I said it. Solidarity. I bet on the Twins to win this game. The, the Blue Jays to win this game. You did. Uh, yeah, you did. So did I. Sorry. Oh, but I don't jinx them. We'll come back. More text line from you guys at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show Tuesday edition here on 1450 and 961. Big X. Love maker. I can't think of anything but Garth. I've Garth I, Algar. I, my entire life, I'm the same way. I'm over doing Garth right now. This was Too bad my, we have the webcam on. This was my legit like introduction to Jimi Hendrix. Was was this from Wayne's World? Oh I, yeah. I don't think I even knew who Jimi Hendrix was for the first like 75 times that I watched this movie. I didn't know he did the song Fire until probably 10 years later. <laughs> I just knew Foxy. Uh, we're underway in Minnesota. How's your setup in there? You have the game up. How's it uh, let me bring up. A, yeah, it's, it's doing a little. Yep, we got. Uh, I got El, uh, Eldon Gonzalez on the screen. Just want to make sure that you're okay. Yeah, I got him. Uh, don't know who he is, but I've got him. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, who is this dude? Is he new? <laughs> you don't know your own Blue Jays players? No, it's an announcer. <laughs> oh, I was like, jeez. Like, no, I know our players. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit upset. 
I'm not a fan of some of the play. I didn't like some of the movies they made. I didn't like trading uh, the the catcher um, Madonna the, to the, the uh, Arizona, who's uh, Goriel Jr. and Madonna for the Vasho dude or whatever. I was but we kept the two. Yeah. Plus, and then the other guy we traded was um, Hernandez to Seattle for Eric Swanson, the reliever. I wish we kept him too. Still in the playoffs. I'm not a big fan of the trades they made in the offseason. Still got a shot. We'll see how yeah. it goes. There's still plenty. Wow, of this is like really real looking on my computer screen. Do you have like a what a game tracker? I know I'm just watching on like Watch ESPN, but like the, I guess because they're using that like that 4G or whatever, not 4G, but like it's where like when they I don't know, it just looks so real. It's crazy. I take your word for it. <laughs> Pablo, I've got no idea what you're talking. Pablo about. Lopez looks intimidating. <laughs> All right, back to the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You guys are uh, you're, you're blowing it up. That's good. Yeah, we got a bunch of texts. You want to just go through some texts here this last? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Text says, God, Trevor being an airbrush guy is the least surprising thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It really is. Like, like, I, like, when I picture you, when I picture 90s Trevor, I think I picture you in an airbrush shirt. Oh, you can picture me in, nine, in 90s, like, especially like first half of the 90s, like ni- 95 and, and to 1995, like during my high school, like early high school years and stuff in middle school years. Yes, I was like, yeah, airbrush. I never did the I never did the overalls with the one hanging off thing. I never did that look. Thank God. I mean, <laughs> I figured probably because I looked too much like Lenny from Mice and Men. If I did, like, not that people would get that reference <laughs> in the early nineties. That's why I just kind of figure myself. Less uh, color me bad, more <laughs> Lenny from more, Mice yeah, and Men. Exactly. One hundred percent true, actually. Uh, but I did have like the I know I've, I've brought this up before, like the hyper color T shirts, which was cool. Uh, I don't, for some reason, you don't remember those, I don't think. But, I don't. You said I, I didn't remember it again. Yeah, I don't get how you don't remember those. But hyper-colored shirts I had was big on those. Uh, you know, your different color jeans. Um, uh, the, the What's the, the the things that the NFL ones? The zebras or the zubras? Zubas. Or whatever. Zumbas, yeah. I had, I had some of those. Uh, starter jackets. I mean, I had my, I my first starter in fourth grade. My uh, my Charlotte Hornets star jacket, which I still have. Um, you really don't get rid of anything. I don't, man. I don't, unless it was taken from me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was, I was in you name, you name a bad corny like trend, in like the in the early nineties. I there's a very good chance I was on it. God love you. So bring them on. <laughs> Texas, can we get a vibe check from you guys? I'm more nervous today than I was yesterday. Uh, vibes are. Uh, well, how, what, what's your vibe like right now? Like vibe in terms of confidence or just like excitement? Both. Like like. I mean, excitement, I'm at like a 9.9. I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to this game. But, uh, like, confidence, I'm at like, I mean, not to, like, you know, play it down a little bit. Yeah, I think you're dropping that foul ball. Uh, I'm going to say, like, maybe 6, 5, 5.8. Okay. I'm, right. I'm I'm not overconfident right now. Get, as I get into the week, probably, you know, I do. But right now I'm a little, I, I am a little worried. This is a team that I know that's, I mean, they haven't looked the greatest last two weeks, but. They're they're probably gonna keep it close to us, and I just start thinking that Jack Plummer throwing off his knees. Yeah, I'm like at a four three confidence level. Like I, I lean more towards us losing this game right okay. now, but I think we definitely have a, a, a very realistic shot to win. But my like the vibes are but excitement. You're like with me. At oh, excitement! Nine, I'm like right? a nine nine. Yeah, okay, this yeah. is yeah. I'm, I'm insanely pumped. Good. Vibes are pretty good. Like everything's going pretty well in our world. The only thing that's gone wrong is. Poor John. You know, John just gets over hand, foot, and mouth. Yeah. And he, which he gives to me. My, my my hands, you can't see me. I'm peeling everywhere. It's disgusting. I look like, I don't even know what I look like. It's awful. But John then. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of glad we're in different studios now. <laughs> we find out yesterday, like, all his teachers are sick, and, and one of them has COVID. 
So like, they, he can't have school this week. I'm like, I hope he doesn't get sick either and then get us sick again. That's how we've got it the first time. Uh, the last thing I want right now is to get COVID for a third time and set all this back again. And then poor John yesterday, I get home from radio. The kids, like, they, they, they're they always outside. They're usually outside when I get home, and they want to run up and, and say hi, which always makes me feel good. Nice little welcome home. But John, is he's big into cars and trucks, so he's, like, smacking the tires. And then he reaches all the way in one of the little tires and where it's really hot and burns his hand. Aww. I know, which I felt terrible. I was like, I should have stopped him from doing that. I didn't realize Hell he was going to yeah. yeah, put his hand all the way in there. But Good way to learn, though. Yeah, well, hopefully. I mean, you'll probably do it again today. Probably. But so th- those are the only vibes that are off a little bit. But besides that, Rutherford's are doing well. House looks good for Halloween. Nothing's gone terrible in our lives. Um, we have had COVID three times. Well, I said this would be the third time if it, if it get it again. So you'd be three to my zero. You had it. Well, I assume I maybe had it back yeah, in you never like- text, te- texted. You texted. You got it, I think, after I got it the second time. Remember, because you were out like a week and you were like, there's a possibility, yeah. I guess, but see, if you don't test, then you don't know if you have it. I would say me having COVID before I knew it, and then you getting it like <laughs> three days later and getting a mysterious illness would be a pretty good sign. I'm, and I'm almost still positive that before you know it, it broke out in, in 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 March, I was very sick in early February, and I, I've told the story. And I, I looking back at it, like the doctors thought I had walking pneumonia, but I'm thinking maybe now it's still COVID to this day. I think that there's probably there's a, to, like my parents got real. We didn't know what COVID was really right in early February. They were like, "Oh, we think it's walking pneumonia." Like my parents got real sick that Christmas. And my mom, my mom works at a preschool, and she never gets sick. And she yeah. got so sick that we had to cancel Christmas. And looking back on it, I'm like, I wonder if that was because it was this mysterious illness. Like they never had felt anything like this before. Like this big, all all these chills, this huge fever, uh, and like it was basically all the symptoms of COVID. So yeah. I do kind of wonder. And that was like that March. I got that weird thing. They ended up calling it like an eye migraine, where I like had this weird aura. When it was one of the first times I ever like had gotten sick, and, and so much so that I went to the ER. Like that's kind of when all this stuff started. So I do wonder if that was. Have you ever actually had a a, a migraine itself? I've never had like the traditional one where it's like a like Mary gets them and they're they're awful, but like a pounding headache and like you yeah, know, like the, this is the only one I've had. They called it an occipital migraine, like an eye migraine. And basically all that happened to me was like I lost, like my vision got blurry in one of my eyes and I just felt kind of disoriented. But I never had like a pounding headache. I never had, I mean, I've had headaches, but I've never had like one that would, yeah, the same same with you, a migraine that was a pounding headache. And I'm thanking my lucky stars because I hate headaches. Yeah, the only time I've had, I guess what they, they call migraine, I had post-concussion migraines when I had had the three concussions growing up playing football, which explains a lot about why I'm here doing the show. With <laughs> but after the first one, when I got knocked unconscious, I had, for like a week I had this just, Awful, awful pounding headache. Uh, a quick update. One, Texas is now four nothing. Good Lord. And second, uh, George Springer openings the game with a single. Always a good sign, right? It, it does. I see the Twins have made an error. Well, yeah, they, they, it was a single slash error on first base, yeah. So not. And on top of it, Springer stepped on the guy's wrist as he was running by him. So a single and an error? So he's at second? Well, no, he's at first. He got on first because of the error, but I'm counting so as that's a not a single. Well, we're calling it a single. A single slash error is not something that <laughs> exists. Calling a single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running the stat board over here, buddy. <laughs> Home run slash strike. <laughs> I'm over here running the book. <laughs> go Jays. Come on, Vlad. Here we go. Man, I'm first. Right, you give me some text, Reed. Texas says, can we track how much Trevor spends on DoorDash every day and then total it up and talk about it on the bye week? I'm super curious. Oh, uh, don't even get me started. I looked at my – so I went on my checking account last night, and I was like, I'm not going to say how much, like, since I last deposited, how much like, had been spent in like, the, like, two weeks since since I last deposited. But I was utterly kind of shocked. I was like, how did I spend this much money? Like <laughs> – 
in a week. And I was like, well, my cable bill came through. My cable bill was extremely high this month because I had like three pay-per-views on it. Cause I don't do it. Yeah, man, it was it was like four hundred bucks, um, which is outrageous. Yeah, but two hundred of it was pay per views, you know, rest some wrestling, some other stuff. And I was like, okay, but that's still like not like half of what like had come out of my account. And I'm like, this is not good. I'm like, what did I spend on? I'm like looking through, and it's like all like thirty five DoorDash, forty eight DoorDash, fifty four DoorDash, thirty seven DoorDash, <laughs> and I'm like. Good lord! Like one Amazon in there. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's I. I really need to cut back on DoorDash. You are like the guy who posted his like he posted his receipts of all his DoorDash and was like complaining about the DoorDash markups and all anybody thought was was like oh my god why do you get this much DoorDash like no his point was totally lost they're like we don't care like why why have you gone to Red Lobster thirty seven times in the last five months like I'm. I, I, I don't know how it's possible. I spend more on DoorDash than drugs. Like it's just you think it'd be one or the other, but it's not. Like you think one would lead in the second. Okay. But for somehow I'm doing more on that than I am the other. Oh, we got breaking news here, Trev. Uh well it's not that Vlad got a home run because he's got a guy on second, but you know. The United States uh House of Representatives has voted to oust House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, becoming the first person in US history to be forcefully removed from the top house leadership role. Your reaction in five words or less. Who's Andrew McCarthy? Kevin. Je- Je- Jack? Yes. That was it. <laughs> TK talking politics. Who's Bob- Andrew? Who, no, McCarthy. I, I, thought, I thought McConnell was the, the House Speaker. No. McConnell's the Senator. Uh, okay. I thought, but, okay. You can't be a Senator and a House Speaker? Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what state is McCarthy from? Um, Minnesota. Where is McCarthy from? Actually, I don't know. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a legit question. Okay, I feel like I knew at one point. Um, he's from California. Ah, okay. So not exactly McCarthyism. Well, he's Republican. McCarthy, uh, really? They have Republicans in California? Yeah, I didn't know that. Representative vote. Wow. And one. Wow. Yeah, he's one. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Learn something new every day. I, I just the two things that come to me. I think of McCarthy. I think of uh, McCarthyism, from the, which he was from Wisconsin. I think, right? That, yes. Well, am I, did I get that right? Well, look at me, Joseph McCarthy. Yeah, Joseph, yeah, that was Wisconsin. Yeah, this screens comes out screens Wisconsin, and I think of Andrew McCarthy, who was uh, you know on Weekend at Bernie's. I'm shocked that you. I mean, where did you pull Joseph McCarthy from Wisconsin out of your ass? <laughs> I don't and know. the fact that I was I was so shocked that I was like, that's right, but I was like, I don't know. I just—I mean, I had a one in fifty shot getting it right, right? You said it. I was like, "That's that, that's <laughs> right," but like, I had to doubt myself because I was like, "I don't." How would Trevor know that? I just—I I knew he was from Midwest. I, I couldn't always. You could, said I, it so blase well, too. Like he's from Wisconsin, right? I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> well, the reason I guessed Minnesota for the other one is I couldn't remember. I always thought my card was either Minnesota or Wisconsin. I always forgot a little bit, and I leaned towards Wisconsin because I think of uh, the movie "Thank You for Smoking" and uh, oh, the, what's the name character was from Wisconsin. I think well, Wisconsin must have you know liked morons. So, no no disrespect to anybody who are listening from Wisconsin. I always think Hubert Humphrey from Minnesota. I think a well, I think a Prince and Kirby Puckett. Well, I was thinking I was thinking politicians. But. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Mond- I think Walter Mondale. But Kevin McCarthy out. Walter Mondale was from Minnesota. Walter Mondale was from Minnesota, and I know that because uh, Brandon named his car after him in Donald Two and Zero. 
That's how, <laughs> that's how I know who Walter Mondale is. <laughs> it's incredible. And there's not one like non-sports item in, in in history I don't probably know that's not somehow related to a movie quote or there's something. nothing that you learn from school. Oh, God, no. You've been to Wagner? <laughs> Do you ever go to Westport? No offense to the good people with those, those education programs, but no, I learned nothing from that. No, there it is. I learned yeah. everything. I learned everything from movies, television, and Family Guy. There you go. Why is Denise Richards trending? Oh, she she's okay, isn't she? I don't know. I hope so. Click on here. Let's see Denise Richards. Texture says I missed yesterday's show, so I don't know what was discussed. But my takeaway is how impressed I am with the team's composure. They are bought in with the coaches and themselves. Ball security minus Jack Plummer has been really impressive. But in all seriousness, did Plummer watch a highlight reel of the times Brett Favre got out of trouble with some insane backhanded <laughs> passes? He's not that guy. I think he's the only player on the team with a turnover for the year, and that's crazy. I mean, we caught we Brett have no fumbles. We caught the Brett Favre like notion, but he's it's Favre was the guy that was just trying to like force a pass, and that's not what Plummer's doing. Plummer's doing more like the 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 Gus Farratt. Where he's trying to throw it left-handed to get out of a sack. He's trying to, yeah, avoid a sack. Yeah, he's, he's doing not, yeah, the Gus Broad stuff, and that's not. It's, it's even not worse. Working. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not, it's not working. Well. I'd almost rather him try to force a pass. Have you seen that video of the guy? Was like, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Not that guy. Yeah, that's that's how we feel about Jack Plummer trying to do those things. Oh, I found out why Denise Richards is trending. And I don't like that response. Well, she's okay for what it's worth, but apparently, you can buy seven dollars of a naked bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans now. Oh. Like current pictures, like almost... the way you let into that made it sound like she was in a car accident, but she's fine. <laughs> is she really? She's selling seven dollar bundle naked pictures of an OnlyFans. Is she fine? I mean, not like fine as in like yeah, she's fine. I mean, like fine, like her, she's like good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she's still fine. Like, why would you do that? Why don't you just go rent wild things? Texture says. <laughs> <laughs> or Starship Troopers, maybe. Texas, I'm a Baptist here, <laughs> and the Notre Dame game still means way more to me than number 10 Wake, just because the brand is the brand, and Notre Dame is still a legit contender. Wake was a joke top 10 team. I agree. Yeah, Wake's a bad comparison. Like, like. Yeah, but I mean, they were still a top 10 team. If you wanted to say, I mean, if somebody not on, the, who am I thinking of that would be like, not on the level of, of Notre Dame, but still, I mean, better, better than Wake. Um, let's say Texas A&M. Was coming in here at number ten in the country. Which they have done before, I think. Yeah, we mentioned it. They're one of the yeah. ranked teams, and they blasted us. It was, yeah, it was not forty-two to seven. I still think that people, that people will be excited for that game. It's a, it's a solid opponent. It's top ten. It's, a, it's a big deal. But Notre Dame is Notre Dame. I feel like Notre Dame is on a different level, and part of that is how close we are in proximity to them. I think there is a small element to the, the Catholicism thing, but I don't think it's as, as big a deal as my friend was making it out to believe. That's my whole point. I think. People will get up for Notre Dame because they're the Yankees. They're, they're Duke. They're yeah, I mean, no matter whether. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would say, I mean, would you put, I, I don't know. I mean, throughout history, you can't do it. But, like, currently, would you say maybe Miami and Florida State are at a Florida, at Notre Dame level in terms of prestige and wanting to win regardless of where they're ranked and, and, and charted maybe? No. Not that level yet? No, I wouldn't. Um, I mean, Florida State, Miami. It's I mean, the, the more been modern better. version. Yeah, yeah they, they've I mean, been better than Notre Dame the last thirty years. But I don't think they have that that aura about them for whatever reason. Like it, maybe it's the movies. Maybe it's I mean, Notre Dame has a billion national titles because they you know won them all in the thirties and the forties. They are the I think what they're behind Michigan only in terms of winning as college football programs. Like they're you know they have the history. They've got the it's the whole 
touchdown Jesus, like all this stuff. You just you, <laughs> the, the the TV contract. Everybody, you never have to search to find a Notre Dame game. If Notre Dame is playing, you know you're, they're going to be on national TV, and if they're playing at home, you know they're going to be on NBC. There's something to that. Like they are yeah. they, they are an omnipresent program, and I don't think anybody else is there with them now. Bama is probably the closest because Bama's been so good for so long and also so dominant in recent years. But I, I mean, it just I, know, I feel like Miami does have it, especially with you, you, you with anybody. Miami has no history pre Howard, though. I know, but you got to think. I mean, if you're say anywhere between the age of like born and like 30, 32, early thirties, I mean, Miami's been the swagger. I mean, you've got the U documentaries. You've got just Miami has been kind of one of those programs, even with their downtime. I, I, I disagree with that. I, I think they've been one of those programs when they've been good. Like when when they've had their two windows, they've been which did they are two windows legitimately. I mean, incredibly, like, like incredibly yeah. good. But when they've been bad, they've been bad. Like I mean, keep in mind they yeah, made they made the ACC the way that they did with the divisions because they thought Miami and Florida State are going to be the two powerhouse programs, and we want them to play in the title game as much as possible. And then Miami never made it to the title game until never have. Yeah. Um, they never met each other at least in the title well, game. Well, they made one title game. Was it two years ago when they finally did it? Oh, uh, did they play Florida State though? They, Clemson, I think. And, I was going to say they yeah. got blasted. But like you know, they have not been good in the ACC since joining. Like they just yeah. they, they've been a whatever program for a long time. And we keep waiting. If they're like the lesser Texas in the whole is Texas back thing. There's been a lot of is the U back, and we'll see what happens this year. But spoiler before now, like they haven't been. Like they just haven't been good. Um, Texter says, I'm 26 and at a young age, Louisville football is what it felt like kryptonite or maybe the Goliath at the time was TCU. TCU did always beat us. Well, that was the, the little brief, like the Dayton Thompson era, whatever. Gary Patterson. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't remember playing them like, I mean, I know we played them because we were essentially in Conference USA, but. They always beat us because they, I feel like they always, they were the team that always beat good Louisville teams. They were. I'm trying to remember when. I, I, in 03, remember we had a chance to win. The, the, the Conference USA, and we lost Nate, uh, whoever our kicker was, Mr. Shortfield. We didn't play them a bunch, but they always did seem to beat it. I think we only beat them once I when we were like in the same conference. I almost feel like a nuisance more of losing to them in basketball during that span than I do in football. We did lose the one game to them that year, too, when we lost, Pacino like, came back. They blew us out. Yeah, we lost like a conference tournament to them one year. I don't think that ever happened. I thought we did, maybe. I could be wrong. Destroyed him in 05. I remember that. All right, we got to go to break. Yep. Five o'clock hour is up next. I got a couple other tidbits about Notre Dame's 30 game regular season winning streak over ACC opponents that I want to talk about. And then more from you guys on the text line. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It rolls on next here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Oh, girl, you must be mad. What happened to the sweet love you and me had? Against the door, he leans and starts a scene, and his tears fall and burn in garden green. Welcome back in. Five o'clock hour here in the Michael Show. Pictures really suck. I was gonna, Giving I, up to run. Chad to Royce. Five o'clock hour of the Michael Rutherford <laughs> Show. 1450 96 won the Big X as a despondent Trevor Kelsey reacts oh, to. Geez. The Toronto Blue Jays giving up two runs in the bottom of the first against the Minnesota Twins. Royce so, Jack. Royce, Royce, two runs so far. And Royce, uh, not Royce Grace, what's his name? Uh, Royce Lewis, the former number one pick that they took like a decade ago now finally making the majors. He destroyed us. Yeah, he, he just a couple weeks ago. And then for some reason they were checking Gossman's hat like he's cheating somehow. Like if he's cheating, don't you think we'd be, we'd be down to nothing? Why are these Jays cheating already, Trevor? I mean, he's 20 pitches into the first inning already. Uh, the other game underway, Rangers lead the Rays four to nothing. A sloppy game. Bottom seventh inning, 
five total errors, four by the Rays. The, the Rays that I picked to go to the World Series at the beginning of the show who are now laying down an absolute uh, egg here in the first game. 7 o'clock, D-backs, Brewers with Brandon Fat on the hill for the Diamondbacks, the Trinity grad, and Bellerman grad. That's a D-back. And then at 8 o'clock on ESPN, the Marlins will take on the Phillies. Baseball in full gear, but we're focused on Louisville football, getting ready for a Saturday night 7.30 kickoff on ABC, Notre Dame coming to town. And I mentioned this kind of stat in passing a little bit yesterday. Notre Dame, they've got this deal where they play four ACC teams every single year. And then we had the 2020 season where they were a member of the ACC. They lost that year in the conference championship game to Clemson. But in regular season games, they've won 30 consecutive conference games against ACC opponents, regular season games against ACC opponents. Miami has hired, we talked about you, Miami's hired two new head coaches since the last time an ACC team beat the Fighting Irish during the regular season, which is wild. And we look at the numbers. You know the last one to do it was, by the way? Do we have that stat? It was in 2017. I believe it was Clemson. Was it Clemson then, too? I think that's right. I can look it up if you want. It's okay. We can move on. Well, I mean, maybe you can. Uh, I take it back. You know who it was? It was Miami. No. <laughs> Let's look at it. Look at you throwing shade at Miami. Here they are. It was Miami in 2016. The last one to do it. Look at that. It was Miami in 20, and they did it by 33 points. The worst loss Notre Dame has had in a game against the ACC. The wild thing about this run that Notre Dame has had since then, though, is like Notre Dame hasn't been great over this span of time. They've had some good teams. They made the college football playoff, but they've been just kind of average against everybody besides the ACC, which is wild. So Notre Dame, not just destroy, not just playing ACC teams, they've been destroying them. Well, they also don't play. They don't. They don't play Clemson every year, right? No, but they have played Clemson in this mix. They have, but well, they did beat them in the 2020 season. Okay, yeah. I mean, they play everybody. It's a rotating, you know, schedule of, of four different teams every year. Yeah. But in the last seven games that Notre Dame had played against ACC teams prior to last weekend, the Irish had won all of them by at least 13 points, and five of those games had been by 21 or more points. Now Notre Dame, you can say when when the streak started in 2018, like they they were 43 and two in the regular season. They'd gone undefeated in the regular season twice. So you can be like, well, they beat everybody. But since the start of last season, it's first without Brian Kelly. Notre Dame is just 13-5 and in the regular season, but they're 3-0 and against ACC opponents, 0-3 against other Power 5 teams. And since the 30-win uh, streak began, Notre Dame is 8-0 and against ACC-ranked opponents and 4-7 and against ranked opponents from other Power 5 conferences, which is a little crazy. Of wow. Notre Dame's last 24 regular season wins, 11 have come against the ACC. From 2019 to 23, Notre Dame is 9-5 and against ranked opponents in the regular season, but 6-0 and against ACC-ranked teams, 3-5 and against all others. And their non-ACC-ranked wins, Navy in 2019, Wisconsin in 2021, and BYU last year. Not exactly a murderer's row. Well, I don't know, man. It's pretty, pretty intimidating. <laughs> well, Wisconsin's good. Depending on, Navy know, and BYU. Maybe not in football, but I mean. Not quite as much. <laughs> Notre Dame has knocked off ranked ACC teams eight times in that stretch. It has handed nine ACC teams their first loss of the season, gulp, including doing so four times in the last five meetings against ACC teams. Notre Dame is 4-9 and nine against ranked opponents since 2018 and 8-0 and against ranked ACC opponents. This is not overly encouraging. I mean, what's it say about the ACC a little bit as much as anything? I mean, a little bit. I mean, they're beating quote-unquote good teams from the conference. Yeah, well, ranked teams. Ranked teams. Yeah, which I mean, that is, look, 
they have not. They, they, the five of their last eight wins over ACC teams have been against teams that were undefeated and hadn't been handed their first loss. Guess what we are? A ranked team that's undefeated. I'm just looking back just through their schedule. Some, I'm wondering some of the ranked teams they beat. One of which was Syracuse last year. Yep. Which that was. I mean, we know kind of how paper orange when that was. It uh, looks like they did not play one year before. Like, I mean, I, I'm just. I was kind of curious. I mean, right, in 2021, they beat. Uh, they did Ver- beat Clemson, who was number they one. They beat Clemson, who yeah. he, he was he gave their first loss of the season. They beat number 18 North Carolina. Yep. They beat Virginia, who was uh, yeah whatever. Uh, North I was 25. Virginia ranked. And they beat Virginia Tech because uh, it was early in the season. They were four and zero. Oh, okay. <laughs> they beat five and uh, five and two ranked Virginia team. Virginia Tech team by one. So, yeah, not exactly the murder's row. No, people will be saying the same thing about us. True, but who cares? Uh, but they won't be saying after we go undefeated. I really want to end the streak. Like, I, you know, it's annoying to me that the, 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 the Notre Dame. I mean, streak aside, I want to win the game. Well, of course, but I mean, but, I, mean it, I think it adds fuel to the fire a little bit. Notre a little Dame, bit. they do this thing where we're too good for Why would we even join a conference? It's so beneath us. It's so below us. And, you know, we look at this, and I think everybody is kind of annoyed by the fact that ACC leadership for so long has been so willing to bow down to Notre Dame and say, you know, you can, you can play. We want all your other sports. We want all your other sports so badly, even though you're not that good in them, that we will, we'll live without you in football. Oh, but, they treat us like the chick on the hook. And, and you know, if they, they're, they're flirting with the Big Ten constantly, like if we ever, you know, if I, I don't believe in marriage, but if I ever did get married, it would definitely be to you. That's they're doing that thing with the <laughs> yeah. Big Ten, and we're just this, you know, in the friend zone over here, waiting for them to, to you know. Pay us any sort of Do, doing their homework, giving like, them rides to the airport, watching their dog, like staring at a text yeah. fr- uh, from them saying, "Hey, what's up?" for forty five minutes, being like, "Oh my god, I think that, uh, he used the the u properly." Like the the, the, the punctuation is great. That means they really like me. And the reality is, they don't care about us. So, no. and they look at this and say, "This is why we don't want to join the ACC. We would just dominate. It's a terrible schedule for us. We play a tougher schedule anyway. We're dominating this lowly league." And I want to because God, we got to keep Navy and. And then the others on their schedule, right? I want to shut them up. Like I, 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 I want to be the ones that say, "Look, I mean, you should have lost to Duke last week. You should have lost a couple of the other games. Clemson housed you in that conference championship game a few years ago. You're not on their level. Come if you came to to Cardinal Stadium on a semi regular basis. Which, by the way, we beat you on your home field a few years ago. This is what's going to happen. I want to remind them if Rudy had been ten years uh, ten years uh, younger, he would have been he would have wanted to go to Louisville with Howard, not not to Notre Dame. Our Brahms stayed home. <laughs> I think they, they asked Jeff about that yesterday, and he was like, yeah, I had a scholarship offer, but Rick Meyer was going there, and he was the number one player in the country. So Rick Meyer's pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's like, he's like, I probably wouldn't have played there. I'm like, that's, like, that's not the answer I want to hear from you, Jeff. It may be the truth, but tell me that they were like falling over themselves. They were trying to pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you said thanks but no thanks. Well, they probably I've got to play for Louisville. They probably went heavy after Brian than he did Jeff, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I know that. I'm sure they went heavy after Brian. I mean, I would think. Brian, one time at a baseball practice, played as a, a voicemail that Tyrone Willingham had left him. Nice. Because he was like all the he, – he had, he had like five voicemails in a row from coaches, and they all were like – it was – I can't remember who it was. It was like uh, Phil Fulmer and like somebody from the West Coast. And, it, you know, it was very much like, hey, Brian, like, like just want to check in with you, man. Like saw this highlights from last week. Like would love to get you down here for our spring game. We'd love to do this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then the next one is it's, it's like – He's like, hello, Brian. This is Tyrone Willingham, the head coach of the University of Notre Dame. 
I heard a delightful rumor that you may be coming down to attend our camp next week. Delightful okay. rumor? Yeah. No, <laughs> just would love for me to hear. And I was like, this guy's not going to last. I was like, I was like, this is no. <laughs> it was so different from all the other voicemails. But it was the funniest thing because he played him in succession. And we're like, you know, I was, you know, Brom never wanted to talk about football. He was very, very humble. But like, we would always just make him. We'd be like, who's who's calling you? Who's no, of course I would too. Yeah, he's a well, he had a class with everybody, and like they would come in with like all these like letters, like there's like twenty letters from the the student office to give to him, and he would like just let let like his friends open them. But he was, yeah, I was like, I was like, I want to hear the, the Willingham voicemail in succession with the other ones, just so I can compare them. It was the funniest thing I've ever heard. You know, funny twist to the story to Rick Meyer. Rick Meyer was the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks when I watched him play in Detroit. That's it. No, Great tidbit. The the Lions would win that game thirty to ten, up two kick return touchdowns from who was who was who's the famous uh, Lions kick returner there for you? Eddie Drummond. No, Eddie who, Drummond was a beast returning kickoffs in the two. No, not not the guy who adopted Willis and and and, and Arnold. No, the the kick returner. Who do what? what? Not the, <laughs> Mr. Drummond <laughs> adopted Arnold and Willis. Uh, Desmond Howard. No, Mel Gray. Oh, well, Mel, Mel Gray was a beast. Yeah. Mel Gray was all, Mel Gray's one of the top five kick returners of all time. And for those that want to say it, Brian Mitchell, greatest kick returner of all time. Yeah, I said it. Changed my mind. I bet Eddie Drummond's right up there with Mel Gray. You, what, is, what is your obsession with Eddie Drummond, dude? Because he was our whole team for yeah. like three years. Yeah, our look, only chance to score was Let go teams. of the Eddie Drummond love, man. It's not there. Uh, <laughs> it actually is there. Eddie Drummond averaged just short of He's the second leading kick returner in Lions history. By new. Mel Gray. Okay. But that's only because Mel Gray played 32 more games. Eddie Drummond, in, in 32 less games, Eddie Drummond only had 200 less kickoff return yards. You're hung up on a kick returner from the past, man. Let it go. He averaged 25 yards per return. Did he really? I, don't, I literally don't remember Eddie Drummond for some reason. He's a beast. Desmond Howard was third, actually. I don't even remember Desmond Howard played for the Lions. Oh, I do. He wasn't great. <laughs> I was going to say. But he was fine. Anyways, <laughs> let's just circle back to what we were talking about. To answer your question, at five minutes later, I do think that Notre Dame was harder after Brian than they were after uh, after Jeff. Because they I mean, well, were, we can't really confirm. We don't. We weren't around for Jeff either, though. Right, but I, I think that the fact that they offered Rick Meyer, the whole deal with Notre Dame with Brian was he was the one quarterback in that class they were targeting, but they'd just gotten Brady Quinn the year before, and Brady Quinn was like playing as a true freshman. So yeah, yeah I mean, I think Brian was he, he was considering them, Tennessee and and Louisville were the three schools that I think he was genuinely considering but i think i'm pretty sure the whole time he was thinking of louisville. i hope so i mean i'm glad he did yeah i mean we kind of back then i was like yeah if you want to go to Notre Dame, I'm not gonna forget like we, we think of great recruits redmond actually committed to illinois before he committed to us right and they hadn't fired their he offensive actually signed with them yeah they hadn't fired their offensive coordinator i forget his name to save my life uh the who knows we may never get him right and then of course we, we almost lost in oklahoma because the snowburger thing but yeah it was mostly illinois yeah Illinois. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You guys have a lot of texts. We're going to try to get to as many as we can. Yeah, because I'm going to watch this game for a minute. Yeah, it's, how's it going? Still 2 nothing. Still, yeah, Gossman's still apparently, I think he's still coming back off the mound again. But, yeah, it's 2 nothing, and we're with two outs with uh, nobody on. Texture says, have you guys ever considered doing the show from a tailgate location near the stadium on game day? The state fair was fun from a listener perspective. Was it? You're the first person that I've heard say that. <laughs> Troy, is that you? <laughs> Was it? Yeah. That's, right. <laughs> That's got to be one of the WB guys. Because it wasn't fun for me. I can tell you that much. Not being able to hear, not, not being able to do much, uh, the, the alarms going off, the puppies fighting in the background. That was rough. 
But I do miss like uh, I mean the thing is we don't do shows on on. I game little, days. No, and we don't except for the weekday games. Yeah, well, yeah, and we have we haven't done too many remotes together. I mean, we did. I mean, we haven't done a lot of remotes together because you were by yourself at the fair, right? Well, Patrick was there. Like, yeah, like okay, you're right. by, by yourself, yeah, he was just a walker by. Um, I mean, we did we've done we've done the Oxmoor a couple times. I think the fair one was the one we did in the Derby one. When you videotaped me singing uh, yeah, along the, the the gambler, I did like I mean you know back in the day we would do a lot of Ramsey and Rutherford shows from the stadium on game day because you know, we were doing pregame stuff. Yeah, but the, it is fun to get like you know you you do a little bit of breaking down the game, a little bit of rah rah stuff, but then you'll get people passing by like yelling and you can give them microphones. Yeah, I would it, like to do more stuff like that, but it's it's tough. We don't you know. One of my first years we did limited uh, technology. We had a we we actually had a stage. We had we'd have to build this stage. Uh, it was right across the street from the stadium. Um, we did it for a year. The year that was it the crack group. We lost twenty seven two. Uh, but that was the year we had, we set up. We had to set up this entire stage and we do the show there throughout the whole day and, and yada yada and then break down the stage, which was kind of a, annoying as well. Plus, there's a fun story to that 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 location that maybe I should tell you off the air. I can't wait. I'm excited. I mean, do you think I can tell you on the air? No, no, no. Okay. If if you have to consider it, because <laughs> you just go ahead with a lot of things that are not. Air appropriate. So if you're considering it, then the answer is no. Okay, so here it is. No, so, no, so no, no, we, no, 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 no. So we were doing the same no. next Trinity game, okay? Please, <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Please, please don't do that. Texas, I just listened to Monday's podcast. The first segment was actually there, and it sounded great. Whoever fixed it did an awesome job. Thank you. Now, you think that you've got the, the podcast fixed, right? Yeah, I did uh, yesterday. Yeah, I think I've tried something different. I went with, uh, I mean, it takes me a little longer to get out of here, but you know what? I do it for you people. Speaking of, of fixing things, because I, I appreciate that, but Scoots, I, I did hear after I picked up the, the girls from school today, I did hear a little bit of, he was on with Matt Dennison, mm-hmm. and they're having some technical, because Dennison does the show remotely, and we're trying to figure out how to yeah, do the show. and we've had issues with the phones, and Dennison's yeah. like 90% of his, phone, his show is phone-based, right. yeah. So Scoots was talking a lot on the show. I heard, yeah. And I didn't know how much Dennison, <laughs> Scoots was like, if we're having problems, at least it's during football season when no Indiana fan cares. It'd be worse <laughs> if it was basketball. I can tell Dennison was like, I don't know if I want to be labeled into I don't know if I, that's the, the label that I want to attach to the show. <laughs> don't take, first of all, Matt agrees with that, I would say. Probably, <laughs> but like still, like, maybe, there's some things that don't need to be said outright. And I think Scrooge was just going for it. He's like, we suck and nobody cares about football. And I think Matt Dennison was like, well, you know, <laughs> they're having a tough time right now. But I was giggling on the way. I was like, this is great. I uh, love, yeah, I mean, they just pretty much, yeah, buy out, be damned. Let's get Tom Allen out of here. You're just taking over the show. He's like, if it were me, I'd fire Tom Allen today. Well, they get him fired, out of here. They fired the OC, didn't I they? Know, yeah, yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Monday. Yeah. Texas, what's your all's favorite win of the year so far? Mine was Georgia Tech. That comeback was magical. That's a good question, actually, because they're, what? Only four or five, but. Well, I mean, I think you would say three of them have been kind of, like, emotional, like, sort of, like, I'm nervous in the fourth quarter victories. And then one of them, I mean, Boston College, it's easy to say, like, that. if you like good offense, that was the most fun game of the year. I, I'm probably between Georgia Tech and last week against NC State. And I'm not saying it's because, like, we clearly did not play that well against NC State on offense. But just the fact that we were, like, I thought when we were down 10 nothing at halftime, you know, there's we're up against it a little bit here. It's going to be a, a gut check. And the fact that they got it done, the fact that they found a way to win, I was feeling pretty. Also, just because it made us five and zero going into this week, and this, it's it's so much more fun that we're undefeated going into this week than it would have been if we were coming off a loss. It is. Um, 
I mean, also I, NC State. I have a right to change my answer as the season goes along. I like. Well, yeah, team, but, we have seven more games. But there's the first five. I'm, I'm kind of with Texas. I'm with Georgia Tech. Just, I mean, Georgia Tech was great. On top of it, it's, just, it's the first. I mean, it was you know, it's we always remember our first, right? And Georgia Tech. I mean, the fact that only was our first win, but I mean that we were able to come back down the way we were, and knowing that we in the last four years we would have never been able to do that. Before, I mean, until now. So. It was great because you had, like, that was the widest range of emotions because it oh, was. because we lose that game. Good Lord. I, I mean, mean, you're down 15 at halftime, and it's like, this is exactly what we've been dealing with for the last few years. We had all this hype, all this excitement, and it has just blown up in our face against a team that's, that's you know, not that good, we don't think. And then for us to come back and, and win the way we did. It was more, like, that win was, it was awesome. Like, it was really celebratory. But there was also a, a healthy dose of relief there, I think, that, that we were, you know, because there was just so much. So much pressure on Jeff, so much surrounding the season. We needed him to carry the load a little bit with basketball being down. And if it had started off with just such a thud, it would have been tough to come back from that. Uh, but I, I, I still, agree. I'll say it. There's no wrong answer. I was going to say, is there really a wrong answer? No, no. I, no. Murray State, maybe, I think would be the only wrong answer. We love all our kids to say. We do. Texas, the best thing about the CSU cold game was the Courier Journal being delivered to the hotel in Memphis with Hal Dummy getting them put on probation. Did that happen when we were at the. That might have been, yeah. Well, cause, and on top of it, we were down in Memphis, and that was the Memphis kid was the one they were paying. Oh, really? Yeah, well, the defensive tackle ended up going to Memphis State. I forget his name. It was like Means or something like that. He's a big, like, 6'4", 400-pound nose tackle. They ended up going to Memphis State. And, oh, how? I can't remember his name. But, yeah, that was I do that, that was around the same time. I believe he's right. Brilliant offensive mind, I'll say that. Created the mesh play that everybody used. We use it on third down. He's supposed play. to go to Alabama, this big kid was, and then Kentucky got him, and then they found they were paying him, and then found Alabama was trying to pay him. So he ended up going to Memphis State they were like, oh, no one cares about Memphis. <laughs> it wasn't Poe. It wasn't the guy that ended up going. I, think, I, I, I almost kind of want to say Poe, who was an NFL player as well, but I don't think it was him. I think it was the guy that played with him, and he ended up sucking Texas says, drive me nuts. Texas, please send it in before I can find it. Texas, the difference between Wake Forest and Notre Dame, rushing the field against Wake Forest was an embarrassment. Rushing the field against Notre Dame would not be an embarrassment. I mean, we, we're global. We can rush the field without embarrassment in any situation, really, right? We rushed it after beating like a 7-5 and five Rutgers team. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, seven. like we're not, we don't, we're not, we're not established to the point where we can like be ashamed of rushing the field for any moment. I mean, I think we talked about this last year. Where it was? I mean, am I wrong with that? Or no, no. I mean, I, I there's a limit. There should be. Well, a limit. I mean, I guess. But yeah. la, I mean, last year, like, I wasn't embarrassed that we rushed the field after beating a top ten team. I don't care if it's if it's top ten like Tulane. Like, you know, there was a part of me that said like maybe we don't do it because it's Wake Forest. But there's another part of me that was like, we've been through some tough times. If the the fact of the matter is, if if five students decide they're going to rush the field, everyone's just going to follow suit. So it's just everyone's hin- everything's hinging on those True. drunk kids, and when they see us beating a bad Wake Forest team or a top 10 Wake Forest team beating them so badly, let's see, you know, it was kind of, I think it was a done deal. But if we rushed against Notre Dame this weekend, I don't think anybody would hate that, right? Oh, no. I mean, I mean, the rule I usually like to have is if you, if you're ranked, you shouldn't, you shouldn't rush. We are ranked. But I mean, I think, I think I would let it, I think I would let that, the, the exception of the running out of that slide for this. Well, I mean, we rushed after beating West Virginia when we were both top five. True. I didn't have a problem with that. I thought that was, I didn't well Again, I guess I said, you're right. I mean, we're, we're the, we're the program stature that, like, you could, you, there shouldn't be any, like, you shouldn't have to worry about rushing. Like, Ole Miss rushing when you beat, like, as number 20 and you beat 17 LSU, maybe that's a little, I was a little surprised that that happened. That same here, but, 
Like that, I would maybe put a stop to. But yeah, we're Louisville. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, we yeah, we should be able to have we should be able to rush no matter what. I mean, maybe in twenty years we can change our minds. But till then, yeah, rush away. Texas says that Lucas Oil game between Louisville and Kentucky will be minimum 50-50. Probably more UK fans there. IU is a bunch of P-words. Oh, they don't like IU fans, I guess. Texas says Kentucky only agreed to play Indiana because Calipari knows he will be gone by the time they play in Assembly Hall anyway. I do kind of feel like that. I agree. Savvy move. Texas says UK should have had their uh, one of their home games at the Yum Center to show that they are daddy to IU and Louisville. I don't think they're going to get the Yum Center. I, I'm, 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 oh, it's angry guy. And I don't think they're probably getting, I mean, I, the Freedom Hall probably, because of Bellarmine, they probably aren't as, just not as flexible there either now. Yeah. Where else could they play? I mean, is there anywhere else? I mean, there's nowhere else, right? Louisville Gardens. <laughs> Even, I don't know, Louisville Gardens is just like a storage unit now. Clean up that place. Sweep the floors. <laughs> the get Arena. Kentucky in there. Broadbent Arena. I love it. <laughs> I think Broadbent is pretty much used as like a storage locker now. Set up that court from 4th Street Live at the Slugger Field. <laughs> and the Churchill Downs. Yeah. I mean, they're not 4th Street Live, Louisville Live. Do, do an outdoor game. When's last time we had, a, well, we had the the, uh, the games on the military games for outdoor games? Yeah. They, they One of those got canceled because it was a little slick, and then they all just fell apart. Yeah, those games were totally The shortest bad. college basketball yeah. fad of all time. Who would have thought putting a, putting a basketball game on an aircraft carrier was a bad idea? It worked once, and they were like, "This what was everybody's that? doing it." You're on an uh, aircraft carrier, you're gonna have more of an odds of breeze, like the, the wind kicking in off the off the off the. Wall. I mean, come on. It was it was a weird. You go outdoors, at least go like in the Midwest or something somewhere. It was a strange where, time. Yeah, it was a strange time. Texas says the running game in this game worries me on both sides. Both quarterbacks can lose the game for their teams. Can't turn it over. I think we can uh, look. I, I I say this knowing full well that I said last week we could run the ball in NC State and we did not run the ball at all on them. I think we should have more luck. They're, they're 51st in the country in rush defense. I think we can have some success on the ground. I think Jawar Jordan can do some damage. They're fourth in the country in pass defense. I'm more worried about our passing game versus their uh, secondary and their blitz than I am ab- about our rushing game. But I am very concerned about their running game against our defense. Audrey Gastame is the best running back that we've faced so far this season. I don't think it's close. Their offensive line is the best offensive line we faced this season. I don't think it's close. We also we've struggled a little bit with covering tight ends. Their leading receiver is Mitchell Evans, who's their tight end, and he's a absolute beast. Um, so yeah, th- there are reasons to be concerned. I think especially when you look at their offense versus our defense, which seems weird to say because we're coming off of our defense playing so well against Cincy State. Texture says, "Are you just fully focused on the Jays over there?" That and trying to remember the name name of that Memphis defensive tackle. Okay, that's okay. Said, I'm, I'm torn the, between two things right now, and it's really annoying. nobody cares besides you, Trev. I know, <laughs> but I care. Oh, by the way, yeah, they've got two on now with two outs. Bob is like, I mean, good. Why, 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 we wasted our money on this bet. Texas. By the time UK and IU gets played, I won't. It won't be nearly as big of a deal, considering there's a generation of kids and adults who grew up without seeing the rivalry played on a consistent basis. You think that's true? Can you repeat that one more time? It's something about the rivalry I heard that. About when Kentucky and Indiana start playing again, finally. It okay. won't be a big deal because there's a generation of fans that never have seen these teams play. No, I don't know if it'd be. No, I don't think it'd be that. I think that's a little overblown. I think there's still, I mean, people who just look at, you know, if just if you go to UK, I mean, whether you've played Indiana or not, you should look at Indiana's rivalry just from geographical reasons, right? And if not, you've been, just because you haven't seen, you know, a generation hasn't seen them played. They sure as hell remember seeing that 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 watch shot being 
played over and over on their social medias. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think that would have something to do with it as well. I mean, in Indiana probably still looks at it and go, you don't want to play us. You look down on us and, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, I can see there may be some animosity taken away from it, from the, from the, the gap in between games, but I still think there still should be a hatred there. Don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is. I think there will be. But I, I think what their point is, like, if you're a 20-year-old, you and you grew up a diehard Indiana fan, you may not care about Kentucky that much because you've never seen IU and UK play. Like, you've seen the watch shot, but you don't. You weren't around for it. It's sort of like, I mean, honestly, the Louisville-Indiana rivalry when, when I was, like, in high school. I'm thinking about Louisville-Cincinnati even, maybe. Or Louisville. And- I mean, Louisville-Cincinnati, yeah, now for kids that were. I mean, Louisville-Cincinnati was a huge deal for me when I was growing and up. Memphis as well for me. Yeah. And Memphis wasn't as much for me. Like, there was more of an 80s rivalry, and I you know, was way too young in the 80s to really remember some any of that. I hated Memphis just out of remembrance. I think that's probably a good example. Like I despise Memphis, but I wasn't around for for Dana Kirk or switchblades being thrown on the floor or any of that stuff. <laughs> like it was Elliot Perry. Yeah, Memphis kind of sucked when I was becoming of age as a fan, and I still despised them. So now, like, are you're still with me though. Did you are you old enough to have the the hatred for Southern Miss though? Right in football for sure. I mean, that, okay. well, yeah, again, well, not in basketball. You're right. No, no. Those no, were no. my formative sports years, like late '90s. That's that's when I'm really like getting into it as, as a fan. And that's when the Louisville-Southern Miss rivalry was at its we'll peak. We'll do the whole 90s in general, yeah. yeah. Well, they were better than us at first. And then we started getting them at the end of the 90s. And still the I Mills, still don't like Mills Tyron Dix. play just, uh, just drives me crazy. That was, that was Todd Pinkston. He's the one that went up to the uh, the sideline and, and did the fake going off. Well, Mills was the name of the guy. That threw the ball or they, they caught, caught the it? They caught it. Mills. Oh, I was no. Remember, they, they caught us. The trick play was they were going to act like he was coming off the field, and he didn't. Right. It was Mills killed. Oh, I thought it play. was. Okay. Yeah. That's if you look it up, it's just Mills kills. Uh, it was yeah, he went over to talk to the sideline reporter or the the coach, yeah. and then I always thought it was Kingston for some reason. Yeah, it was very he was on that team too, though. Uh, okay. Then he went on to make my life hell in Philadelphia. Well, that's that's what Southern Miss does. It's like Gossman's doing in Toronto, Texas. Mike, I've had uh, I've had ten concussions at least and been electrocuted five times. Three Good of the concussions Lord. were from my dog. He's a Great Dane. And I can tell you that's when the migraine started and the Trevor IQ points dropped. Wait wait a minute. Okay. Ten concussions at least. How are you alive? Well, first of all, the three concussions from your Great Dane, I, I guess you have a Great Dane. I've, I've dealt with Great Danes. I guess I can see that for a degree. To, to, Electrocuted five times. Yeah, where does electrocution, is the Great Dane's fault because of that? Is he an electrician? Is, is the Great Dane like push you into the tub with a with a plugged-in toaster? Like, did you, what did, how did... Where did you lead to getting electrocuted part? It's impressive, if nothing else. It's like the guy in the, what movie is it? Oh, um, man, if you're thinking the same movie I'm thinking of right now. Where he always gets struck by lightning? I no, think it's Benjamin Button. No, you're thinking something different. I was thinking of Down Periscope. No, it's not. When the guy, because the electricity keeps getting electrocuted, and he would always think something would happen every time he'd do it. Uh, That's I'm picturing the guys like the Down Periscope electrician. I enjoy Down Periscope. It was, uh, thank you. I need a man with a tattoo on his well, sir, you have, ironically have the right man. <laughs> Texas, are we just going to ignore Trevor's other stuff pay-per-views comment? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a joke. I'm not that stupid. Those things, I'm like, I'm paying 12 bucks for that. Texas says, online this is the free. TK question por- portion of the text line. Okay. Texas says, is TK excited about Edge going to AEW and Jade Carroll going to WWE? Jade Cargo. Um it's all right. It's a typo. Uh, Edge, I am semi-excited for because there's diff- m- multiple things he can be involved in. 
you know, I was never a huge edge guy when I, when he was in his prime. That was kind of like my off time for wrestling. Um, but uh, Jade, I think Jade's perfect for WWE. I think it's I think it's funny that uh, everybody, all WWE fans say that AEW just takes nothing but WWE talent and work runs with it. Where WWE turned her down, she came to AEW, became a star, and now they're giving her buttloads of money to come here and ride. You know, that's what WWE does. They don't make stars; they buy them. Mm. Uh, Vince has been doing that since the eighties. Not he's made zero stars almost his entire tenure in, in the history of wrestling. So, but I, I like to see. I, I hope they what book the her. Miz? I stand by what I said. Um, Can he come up to like do the Tough Enough show? He did into the yeah real uh, real world. It's a WWE made guy. I wouldn't say he's a star. He doesn't move the needle. He was champion, wasn't he? So? I feel like if you're the champion <laughs> of the, the organization, the sport, then you're a star. It's really tough. WCW and David Arquette. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> David Arquette was once their heavyweight champion. From, from like, WCW. Know, Courtney Cox's wife? Yeah. Husband? <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but Jade, I think Jade, Jade's got a great look. She's, like, 6'3", just built like a brick house. Um. Former starting center for like Jacksonville State, I think, is she played four years of college basketball. So she's, they, she she can be a she's got the look. She's very green though. But WB, nice thing about them is their wrestling matches are pretty simple A to B. They they pretty much have the same kind of wrestling style. So they book her right. They could uh, she could be big. Texas says, Trevor, what do you get from Red Lobster? Uh, I'm a bad about getting the. Uh, it's the uh, salmon, lobster tail, and shrimp combo. And so just by saying that loud, you should know that it's, it's kind of expensive. <laughs> Texas says, I was chatting with a buddy thinking about the potential of the cards winning on Saturday. And if we did, would we storm the field? That led me to wonder how many times the field has been rushed at Cardinal Stadium. I can recall the 2002 FSU rain game, 06 Miami, uh, 2016 FSU, and 2022 Wake. Any others that I'm missing? And do you think we storm on Saturday with a win? We kind of just touched on this. Uh, I mean, we definitely stormed in 06 against West Virginia that year. Mm-hmm. We will storm on Saturday if we win, by we, the way. I, I think we will. We stormed in – I, I mentioned this in, in, as a joke, but we did. We stormed in 07 after we beat Rutgers in the season finale when we went 6-6, six and six, and it was not a great Rutgers team. I got a I, – I was at that game. I don't remember that happening. It happened. I mean, I, I, it was one of those where I'm like, this is, this is embarrassing. But Granted, also, that was, we, we've been through a lot that year. That was also the night that me and my buddy were just so wasted. We got to stand up during the national anthem, too. Well, that's not good. We were like, why is everybody staying? What's everybody going on? We're like looking around. People are just... <laughs> to answer your question, I think those are the only games. I I, I think okay. that's it. I mean, again, like we have not, we did not win it. The four set game is the only ranked opponent we beat in the Petrino era. So we haven't had a ton of opportunities. And when we won games in the Satterfield era, it was like just Wake Forest <laughs> and, and nobody else. So I do think they'll storm. And I do think you've got the list outside of 06 West Virginia and 07 Rutgers. Are you? Uh, I mean, I know we established like the we're okay with storming, but like, which of those do you think were storm actual storm worthy? If 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 Louisville was in a higher echelon in terms of programs, I mean, I'm fine with all of them. Besides the Wake Forest and and the Rutgers one, I think I'd say we're iffy. And, And maybe I mean Miami was still like kind of, you know, they were still close enough to that U era that they had to, this was like when it was really, that season was the, the season where it f- like fully became official that that window was closed. Like they were kind of, they were done. They were on the down slope, but at the time there was still hope that they were going to be a big time deal. So I didn't hate that. And it was, you know, we made a huge deal about it. So I was fine with both the 06 storms, Florida state you know, in 2002 is the obvious one. I mean, of course you're going to storm. They're, they're number four. Mm-hmm. We're 
know, this it's the biggest win program history, regular season at least. Um, FSU in 2016, I'm fine with that. They were they were number two in the country. Um, game day was in town, all that good stuff. So I, I'd say those are definitely fine. Wake is is iffy. I was fine with it. And then those seven Rutgers was just more of a joke than anything else. <laughs> it was more like we're all drunk and pissed off about this Cragthorpe guy. Let's just let's do it. Let's just storm. They beat us, and also they beat us. They ruined our like perfect season last year. So bleep them. And that was that was we fairness, we were behind that almost like hey we were we were getting our ass kicked in the first I, half. I had to, not only did I not stand up for the national anthem like an embarrassment. We, me and my buddy were actually sitting in I felt just in the Rutgers fan section, and we're listening to these fans like the, oh god the guy next to me, I'll just, still never to this day that Kenny Brett. Kenny Brett, I'm telling you, man, that Kenny Brett, he can do, he can do so many things. That kid, Kenny Brett, he just up and down and boom, he go back, go back. Kenny he did Brett. have like 400 yards receiving against and, us in two years. And they're just they're talking trash to us. And then of course, as we're coming back, I'm in a in a very lightly mood, and I'm like talking junk. And the guy behind me, I get some somebody starts throwing stuff at me, and I was never got turned around. And it was clearly it was the dude, and he's blaming his kid. He's like Johnny, like don't do that, son. You know that's, that's not nice. And I, I turn around, I can see in the corner of my eye, like him throwing another like chip at me. And as I turn around, he's like, "I'm sorry, man, the kid. I don't know what to get." I'm like, "Really? At least man up." Yeah, we need Jersey wannabe. Bro, All right, we'll take our last break. When we come back. More of you guys in the text line. God, text line's been been hopping. Today. I think it's just gonna be all this way all week. It's a huge week around here. Oh, People good. are excited. We'll take, I love we'll that. Take the week off. We'll uh, make fun of Trevor for how the Jays are playing, and then we'll oh, look ahead to tonight's no. action in the world of sports. It's Mike Rutherford show Tuesday edition wrapping up next here on fourteen fifty the Big X. Why does that sound so crappy? What happened? There? I don't know. It's just, I guess, I don't know. The, for some reason, the, the, the computer audio does not sound the best on this, this new transition. It's okay. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, are you ready for this? I'm always ready. You ready? Because you know it's going to bug me until you know we went off the air. Oh, who, Albert Means. Awesome. Thank you for that. Nobody Albert knows. Means, who took six grand from Cloud, uh, Claude Bassett from Kentucky, got Kentucky on probation. Uh, his, his, his taking money from Alabama also got Alabama on a five-year probation. And, quote, nearly escaping their only death penalty chances. All right, final segment here of the Robert Show, <laughs> Tuesday edition on 1450 Did you see the Notre Dame video that they put out last night, by the way? I know we hate them this week, and it's all war, out war against Notre Dame. But it was cool as hell. Like, the recap video that they did for the Duke win. <laughs> He's got, here's the funny thing. So, <laughs> last night, like, I, so I was just, like, listening to music on my phone. Like, it was, like, a you know, random shuffle. Uh-huh. And as I was doing, I was like, kind of like going through this, like right before I went to bed and it was playing me and Julio by the school, uh, schoolyard. And I go on Twitter and like, so I see you, you, you tweet that. Uh, and before I don't even like click on, it, I'm just watching the highlight reel of this to me and Julio by the school. <laughs> and it's actually like syncing up in ways. I've had that happen before. Too. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. Like, and since then I don't want to click on the video now. Cause I feel like I've, I'll ruin it. Like, I've seen a cool version of it. Like, what they did is they basically, they, they made their game recap video, which everybody does these things now, but they made theirs, the the final plays of their last drive, where they go down the field and they go 95 yards to win the game, and they, they intersplice it with the comments from the headsets of oh, okay. like Marcus Freeman communicating nice. with the with the offensive staff, like, the, you know, their 
talking about like what play they run if they score, and we have a two point conversion play. Like all, it was just really cool. Like you never get that behind the scenes stuff. I think with some of these videos, it was just a really really good idea and well executed. But having said that, here's hoping their video team gets a break this weekend and they don't have to make a video. I mean, can we Monday go over to the Ohio State game with like, hey guys, are we sure we got enough people on the field? <laughs> yeah, the, the loser video from the week before. It's like, it's like I I, I can't count. I don't know. I've got no idea. Somebody call. Do we need to call timeout? I'm, I'm only counting ten. Is that eleven? Is that eleven? I, I think we're good. I can't see. Jeff says we're good. I'm, I'm going to assume we're good. All right, 502-414-1450. We'll try to go shuffle through as many of these texts as we can in the last 10 minutes or Rapid so. Rapid fire, baby. Of today's show. Texas was not expecting a 90210 reference. You never know what you're going to get on the show. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you do never know. Who did, you like 90210, didn't you? I do like 90210. I was, I was all over 90210 when I was a kid. Yeah. In Melrose Place. I don't know why Jerry never wanted to claim it. Texture says, are the Tyler Johnson rumors true? So I've gotten a couple of texts about okay. this. Um, oh, why we got to ruin football? Good day with basketball. Well, this is on my website. So CDK, uh, CD Kaplan, has reported that he has heard, and he has well-placed sources within the basketball program, okay. that it was announced today in practice that Tyler Johnson is eligible. Oh, that's good news. Would be good news. He has not okay. been able to confirm that officially. I have not gotten any confirmation on this from UofL either. So... We'll see if CDK is right. I mean, in fairness, when we, we, we say there's going to be basketball news, we never expect it to be good, right? No, I mean, I just assume, yeah, he's, he's gone. Or, oh, you've got to be bleeping kidding me. What, uh, Jay's down by more? Vlad just got one stolen against the wall. Twins lead 3 nothing. Drilled it, and the guy caught it bouncing against the wall. Take it off. A lot, a lot of baseball to be played. Not for us. Season's almost over. Texas says, Trevor's next charge on his statement, $7. <laughs> I don't get it. Because the Denise Richards thing. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm going to have to look that up. Because I don't know, was Denise Richards was in my, like, she, oh, yeah. she, she was, was in my Hall of Fame back in the 90s. She was, she was a big deal. I mean, she was right up there with Kelly and, and Nicole Eggert. And, but she was she was a little special because she was, you know, she was willing to show the, the top. You know, so Wild Things, I mean, good Lord. And the Wild Things, you know... It's a trashy movie, but it's a good movie, too. I am familiar with the scene. <laughs> well, not, but you've seen the movie, right? I have seen the movie. It's actually a good movie on top of it. I can't agree with you on that part. But oh, come on. It's, well, things it's are, not terrible. A nice not, twist. Bill Murray's good. good in it. It's a good movie. Texas says, you knew before you even asked him that there was 0% chance that Trevor knew who Kevin McCarthy is. I thought you might know. <sighs> I mean, I thought you, that was. I thought that was. I mean, I never know what you're going to know. It's a zero percent no. You then, in the middle of that discussion, threw out that Joseph McCarthy is from Wisconsin, which is totally accurate. Isn't Kevin McCarthy the kid? Isn't that the kid from Home Alone though? Kevin McAllister. Oh, close. You're always close. <laughs> Just rarely right. Isn't there a rumor that his dad was like a mafia guy in the movie? Sure. I mean, how do you help stay at that house? <laughs> that many kids. <laughs> Texas says it's going to take a big play to win the game. Big punt return, kick return, it's interception, etc. Would our fans be made fun of for storming the field? No, I don't think no, so. No, I don't think they'd be made fun at all. We're even in, we are ranked. I don't think the, the fact it's a top ten team, yeah. It's Notre Dame. It's, yeah, it's, it's Notre top Dame. 10 Notre Dame. They're top ten Notre Dame. Yeah, I don't think it'd be. Uh, I'll tell you right now, if Duke had won, they'd have stormed the field. Hell yeah, you kidding me? Now I don't want to compare us to Duke, but no, but they would have stormed the field, and they're but they're ranked higher than we are even in this game. Right. I think it's yeah. Yeah. I think we're well within our rights, especially with how much has been put on this game. And how much we've been through as a fan base the last few years to storm the field after this. Plus, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me being old man with the kids of the day. I mean, storming the field just doesn't. They, they, they feel like they do it every. They, they have the right to do it each and every win. Sometimes now, and it's, it does take away some of the specialness of it. 
Texas says, I always get hyped for the UK game because of their national championship tradition in football, not so much the rivalry part, not Borat boys. You say football? He's joking. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's sure. <laughs> just checking. Texas says, I downloaded Monday's pod for a flight home, and I just LOL'd embarrassingly loud to TK's passion for Ricky Martin. Hashtag Lafita Loca. You love Ricky Martin. Bullet to the brain, upside, inside out. There's like a, a lot of people here at the building and like right outside. Oh, I know. They've been running that. They've been annoying me a little bit. They've been, they've been loud. They, they, they don't have any like consideration for us doing radio shows in here. I think this is like a Kevin McCarthy Alistair celebration. <laughs> I'm not joking. I think that's what I think that's exactly what's happening. I thought, but he's Republican, right? Yeah, but he's not the right kind of Republican. I was gonna say this. I thought we were more. This probably outside our doors here. I thought we were more of a Republican lean in these hallways. No, we are. I figured, but as he's much. he's you know he's he's a centrist. He's working with Democrats. You can't. Oh, do that. oh, you can't do you that. Can't do that anymore. That's that's like that's that's just that's no. Yeah. So he's he's a bad Republican, right? You can't you can't you can't help the other team. That's just that's treason, right? I think that's what I walked in on out there. It's like, well, <laughs> is there a cake? Can I care to ask you? Would you would you care to talk a little Notre Dame football with us, Phil? <laughs> Step right in. Texas Notre Dame has ACC in the friend zone, and it still took their fat, ugly friends Stanford and Cal. It's true. It's very, it's very true. Yeah. Texas says if we so happen to <laughs> to ever ugly friends, <laughs> Not like he called fat, ugly friends, <laughs> the fugs. Texture uh, <laughs> says, uh, if we so happen to ever go 12-0 and and win the conference championship game, that's a go-to-Broadway moment, right? I don't know what that means, but yeah. Like, uh, go Broadway? Oh, go celebrate on Broadway? Yeah, I mean, go celebrate wherever you want to go. I'm celebrate, yeah. I mean, I'm, odds are I probably there's a good chance I'm going to hell because I probably sold my soul for it. But yeah, I mean, I, let's go for it. If we went 12-0 and and won the conference championship to make the playoffs. I mean, if we go into UK undefeated, we've already agreed to just completely paint our bodies and go down to the, the Josh Hurd run. That's this is the true thing that happens. I mean, yeah, I got you. I can't. I do hope we can do it. I want to do it just to see make you do it. <laughs> I legit think if, if both us and UK were eleven and zero, and it no, was, not both. Which Louisville was had to be undefeated in this bet. Well, in this hypothetical, I'm yeah. just saying if, oh, if, well, if yeah. we're both eleven and zero, and it's basically like let's just say for the sake of saying, I don't know what the situation would be, but the winner is going to make the playoff, and the loser is going to be out of the playoff. Now I know we have conference championship games and all that Ooh. stuff. But just entertain me for a second. Okay. I would die in the first three minutes of the game. Like every <laughs> single play, I think would would kill me. Like you know, with two yard run, I'd be like, ugh. Like, can you imagine the intensity of that game? I can't. I, 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 my body has enough stress on it getting out of bed. I'm already like that with like, every UK game to begin with. It, it, with yeah. stakes that we've never even played it as as both teams being ranked at the same time. Imagine being for like a, I mean, a I've shot had, I've national had, title. I, I've been yeah, just had anxiety playing with a bowl game online. Yeah. Texas Louisville is obviously Angry Guy's daddy. Well, that's obvious. He loves the show. He does. We love him. Texas says, any potential commits at the game, I'm a little concerned at the lack of four stars in this recruiting class. I've not seen the the visitor list for this weekend, but I'm not sure. I would assume that there will be there'll be some good good commits. Good good recruits. Texas is Tyler eligible. Look out America. The cards are back. We got our guard. We got our our, our tie guard. Our, Texas, we got our point guard, baby. Texas, why is Trevor so shocked that a Republican got elected in California? Arnold Schwarzenegger was once the governor. That's true. Yeah, he's a good point. That's a very good point. He was married to a Kennedy. He was. Yeah. You're right. He was. He, not, not like a inner circle Kennedy. But. No, I, sh- I shouldn't be yet. Too I mean, you got to remember also California was so freaking 
big with so many different elected officials that you're bound to have Republicans in there mixed in. Texas says, Trevor, John Cena, The Undertaker, The Rock, Stone Cold, are those guys not stars made by WWE? Uh, I mean, Undertaker, I'm iffy on. The Rock and Stone Cold, well, Stone Cold, not really. They, they didn't make them. They made themselves because they were allowed to, but. Cena's the one big, the like the one to hang the hat on for Vince Vince McMahon, but I think people also forget also WB's ratings were like at all time lows when he was the champion. So. Why is the Undertaker not a not really? I don't know. If he, I've just never been a big Undertaker fan anyway. Yeah, but he's like the most. I mean, that's your opinion. Like he's like the one of the most famous wrestlers of all time. Yeah, but he's also again at his prime when WB was at its lowest in the nineties. I mean, I, go, if you're going to judge a when wrestling, your champions judged by the ratings and and the sales and how well the company's doing and. Cena's prime and Undertaker's prime were, and Undertaker you also can't was. Call very, the Undertaker not a star. I don't know. Everybody knows who the Undertaker is. People who don't like Do my you? wife doesn't know wrestling at all. She knows who the Undertaker is. What's his real name? I have no idea. Okay, I know. I know who he is. All right. yeah. I mean, I know the. I know the Rock. I know Stone Cold. I don't really know John Cena but you know, that or, well. Okay, but you know Orange Cassidy. Is he a star? I know Orange Cassidy only because you talk about him. If we didn't, if I didn't do the show with you, I'd have no idea who Orange Cassidy is at all. Did you know who Edge was? Yeah, because I watched WWE in like the, the late nineties, early two okay. thousands. Right. Texas says Jane Cardgill's husband is Brandon Phillips. Really? Did not know that. I didn't know that either. She's got a, she's got like two kids. I wonder if they're both with him. Texas says the Great Outdoors. Really? I have no idea what that means. Um, if they're quoting movies, it's a very underrated eighties movie. Oh, it's the. That's you doing the I've been electrocuted thing. The Great Outdoors, I've been electrocuted six, oh. six, 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 66 times. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen like moving to forever. It's been a while. Texas says, what do they do, Matt? Put you in a cave across the river? I guess this is a Denison text. <laughs> Did they? I don't know. Texas I'm almost positive I remember rushing the field after the USF game in 2006. I was six, and I have a picture with Harry Douglas and a signed hat. I remember them showing that Rutgers lost during our game to give us the Big East title, I think. I don't remember that. Because we played in 06. Was that our last conference game? That Because like, I think I think we had like wait and like watch Rutgers lose to West Virginia. It was like a night game. The which which the when we lost Rutgers in the In two thousand six, when we like clinched the Orange Bowl, clinched the BCS spot. I think we had to like wait that night to watch Rutgers because we needed Rutgers to lose. Lose to West Virginia. And they lost right? to West Virginia. Yeah, that was it. Was a night game. Yeah, it was. So I don't think that I think when we won, I don't think it locked up anything. No, yeah, we had it was. It, I'm almost positive it was a night game. And the last game that year was UConn. It wasn't USF. So yeah, we would not have stormed the field after that. After the USF game that year. Yeah. By the way, not to question the texture. He's right. He's married to Brandon Phillips, and that's their their that's the daughter's uh, daddy, Bailey Quinn. They also apparently own the Texas Smoke, a franchise in women's professional fast pitch. There you go. Brandon Phillips. I always liked Brandon Phillips. I did too when he played here. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's still part of it. Actually, bigger than Brandon Phillips, which is kind of weird. Texas says if we went 12 and 0, I would leave my house in Oldham County and drive butt naked straight to the bone zone. <laughs> well, I'd be more impressed if you walked, but okay. UltimateErections.com. <laughs> Texas oh, that's says, what you're going to have your air brushed on you, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> the arrow's pointing down. Texas says, sorry, Trev, the Jays just stranded too. Uh, yeah, I saw and, and Phillips got called out uh, trying to score at home, yeah. I also have a final in the AL wildcard first game. Uh, mm-hmm. Rangers beat the Rays 4 nothing. No, that's not good for your – that's a two-game series. That's not great. Why is Gossman still in the game? Like, did they just hate He's me? He's only given up three hits. Does John Schneider hate me? Just three hits. The fact our, our, our manager's name is John Schneider also kind of annoys me. 
Tasha says, Trevor, what are your thoughts on Sky Clark wearing number 55? Oh, old school Trevor says boo. Why? I don't know. I, I just, I'm. It's a legal number. Yeah, you're right. Anything, as long as it's, as long as it's 55 is the highest I'll go, which is, I mean, weird for me to say. I will admit that seeing some college players now wearing like seven, I, it, 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 I do like a double take. And I don't want to, but it's like the old man in me that I can't keep down. He's like, I don't like it. Well, the the the, the St. Matthews referee in me doesn't know that no numbers, you can't be a number that you can't show in one hand. But not anymore. It but I mean. But baseball, baseball really annoys me more because, like, when I play MLB the show, and so many pitchers are wearing like seventies and eighties, and it's like I, I no to me fifty five is about as high as, as the limit can go for a, a jersey number. I'm fine with it in baseball, but basketball is just it's been a no, rule no, for so like, long. Like, like seeing Luis Ro- Ro- uh, Roberts wearing eighty four, it looks weird. Baseball who cares, and fi- there's only one real fifty five to me, and that's Roy Hibbert, baby. Okay, area fifty five, my man, my Roy toy. You're gonna say Joseph Seema? Oh, I love Roy Hibbert. I had a serious man crush that was beyond, like, like safe. Texas, have you guys talked about the Trevor Bauer thing? We have not talked about the Trevor Bauer what thing. What did Bauer do? Have you not seen the, the stuff from yesterday? Well, I know he he got blackballed out of baseball wrongly, but. Yeah, he got, I mean, he released a video with all the, you know, the, the, again, we have a minute left in the show. There's way too much here. Basically, he got royally bleeped. Like, the key. Oh, I knew that when it was happening. Yeah, he I mean. they, they settled this lawsuit that the woman had against him. And now he like he made sure that he could still talk about it, and they got all these documents that had her text. Basically, she's like texting with people like, "I'm gonna go after, I'm going after Trevor Bauer. Uh, I'm gonna make him choke me." And he's got people like help her people like helping her out and all this stuff. And I mean, it was kind of obvious. It's, it's, yeah. I did feel bad. Like when I like, Trevor Bauer, I think is a legit psycho. But yeah, that, that he didn't did not help. deserve what like clearly what the story that was out there was not not accurate. Had he been somebody didn't have the track record he did off the field or, or on the field, I think you're probably right. He probably yeah, but he yeah, I, I kind of felt like it, he was getting blackballed unfairly when it was happening. But Texas white chocolate fifty five doesn't count, Trevor. What's wrong with that? That's another favorite. That's a good one. Yeah, I love white chocolate. Yeah. Back in the day. All right, real quick uh, tonight we got two baseball games: Diamondbacks Brewers at seven o'clock. Our boy uh, Brendan Fat from uh, Trinity and Bellarmine is on the mound for the D backs. Do they get it done? Milwaukee is a favorite in this game. Yeah, I got. I, I, I want to go with my man from Bellarmine, but I got to go. Uh, I got to go uh, Milwaukee because I picked him to go yeah. World Series. I got the crew five one tonight. Mar- uh, Marlins Phillies tonight. Lazardo versus Wheeler. Who you got? Ooh, hard to bet against the Phil- Mar- Miami in the postseason, but I'm going Phillies. I'm going Marlins. Pick the Marlins. All right, everyone enjoy your Tuesday night. We're back tomorrow as Notre Dame week really gets heated up. It'll be a weird Wednesday slash Notre Dame fun Wednesday. Everyone enjoy your Tuesdays. We'll see you guys uh, back here tomorrow at 3. Twins suck. Go Cards. Go Jays. Go Jays.